Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Welcome to episode 106 of the Dick Foley Show. I'm your host, Seth Phelps. And before you go any further, let me introduce the stars of the show, Sheena. What's going on, fam? And our favorite mass hole, the MVP, Marco. What up, what up, what up? All right, this week we're going to be diving into Kenny Omega's uh, somewhat ill-fated trip to Impact. We're going to talk about TakeOver War Games, but first, we want to thank all the listeners for the smashing success of the second annual Chick Foley Show Toy Drive. Sheena, tell them a little bit about what we did on the Toy Drive this year. So, you know, we've been plugging the Toy Drive for the last few weeks, and you guys, like, you guys came out and delivered. It was so amazing. We were hoping that we could, um, you know, match, if not surpass the the contribution that we made last year to Toys for Tots. And we, we crushed it. Last year we gave, we were able to give 300 toys to Toys for Tots, which was incredible. Um, and this year we have a whopping 450 toys, which was just so amazing. Um, we had, we had our garage like totally packed full of toys and we thought we would be able to take our truck and just drive them over to the Toys for Tots donation center. And ended up, we had to, we had to rent a U-Haul because we just did not have enough, um, enough space in the yeah, truck. We started, is- uh, we started trying to load everything into the Tacoma, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, is a full size truck. <laughs> on uh uh yesterday and i got about halfway through and realized i was going to make about three trips to toys for tots which is about a 25 minute drive so i said you know what there's a u-haul place about five minutes away i think it it was like 25 bucks to rent it so we ended up just getting the 10 foot u-haul truck and and we filled that thing up man it was covered up the uh we had to call ahead to toys for tots to make our donation and uh, there was one guy out there to meet me in the parking lot, and as soon as he saw all the toys, he said, "Holy shit!" He went inside <laughs> and he got like six people out to uh, to unload it. So yeah, it was really awesome. Um, big thanks to Jazzwares. We kind of had to keep this under wraps um, until it actually went through. But uh, Jeremy Padauer, if you guys remember back in November, he tweeted out that he wanted to do um, ten big things or like ten really good deeds for the rest of the year. And it just so worked out, you know, Sheena hit him up and said, you know, I saw your tweet. We got this toy drive going, you know, maybe we could make something happen here. And it was took a lot of back and forth because they made a major, major contribution. But um, Shlomit from there at the team helped us see it through and Jazzers came through with a huge donation, a lot of really cool toys. Yeah, it was it was great, you guys. So, um, you know. With everybody that con- contributed, whether you gave $5 or $100 or whether you sent toys to the P.O. box um, or whether, you know, like I said, special thanks to Jazzwares for really helping us punch up our, our contribution this year. It was just so, so amazing. And thank you to everyone who liked and shared all the posts. That that helps as well. So it was a smashing success. And I'm just so grateful to be able to help so many families, um, you know, just have a have an easier time this holiday season and to wake up on Christmas morning um, and kind of just, you know, realize that there's people out there that are willing to help and there's good people out in the world. And thank you all so much to everyone who who made this happen because we could not have done it without you guys. I think we got a figure to give away, right? We do for a last um, minute push to try to get as many um, donations as we could. We give away a, a decade of dominations, Mark Henry, uh, which is just an amazing, incredible figure. Hard to, hard to get your hands on right now. Our good buddy Jordan Wells donated this figure to the toy drive for us to, to uh, raffle off to try to uh, get some more money in. And our winner is... Nick 
Paliaco. So Nick is one of our fully fan members. He won the Mark Henry figure. So Mark or Nick, I will be hitting you up uh, to get your deets and we'll get the we'll get him sent out to you. It's just a spectacular figure. So stoked for you, man. Yeah. So uh, before going any further, we do need to um, offer some condolences. Literally about 10 minutes before we hit the record button on this podcast, we found out that um, tiny Zeus Lister has passed away at the age of 62. So he's probably most famously known nowadays as being Debo in the Friday series of movies, you know, classic character. Uh, You know, it's, it's a verb now, you know, we, I know we say it at work. If somebody takes something from somebody, we say they just got Deboed. Um, So yeah, it's, it's basically a verb. He was really iconic in that role, but for wrestling fans, um, we know him as the, the villain in no holds barred, you know, the classic Hulk Hogan movie, from the 80s and i do use that term classic loosely but uh, i think it was definitely a memorable movie if nothing else and then we had some spillover when zeus actually showed up in wwf as a uh, as a wrestler you know he had a big match at SummerSlam 89 um it was just you know he i always as a kid you know growing up now like watching it i see how you know i was called what it is terrible the matches are the guy was just he wasn't a trained wrestler at the end of the day he was an actor um, yeah. But he was such a cool character and had such a cool look. You know, I would, I'd give anything for him to maybe be the, you know, one of the Comic-Con exclusives one year or something. Marco, you got any Zeus thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can actually, uh, a little uh, little tip that I could do is uh, I can actually recite the whole Friday movie from front to back. So actually, you can, uh, <laughs> so I know every single word of it. I can actually talent. Yeah, no, it is very hidden talent. But no, uh, that was definitely, uh, we actually... I want to say recently we watched uh, a couple of friends of mine, not like within the last year, but uh, probably say within the last couple of years, we actually watched No Holds Barred because we we're like, you know, we haven't seen it since probably we were kids and we we're just like, oh my God, it's going to be so great. It's going to be so great. We were it doesn't very, hold up, does it? No, it doesn't hold up at all. Not even the, in the least bit. But uh, yeah, no, I just remember him just being this like big menacing figure that was going to uh, destroy Hulkamania. And that obviously as a oh, child, yeah. that kind of scared the crap out of you. So but yeah, um, definitely, definitely uh, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends out there. That, that was like a, like said, like, kind of like a shock. Um, yeah, yeah, 62, 62 still is, had a lot of years ahead of him. Yeah, that's that's yeah. still not not old enough to, to, you know, kick it. That's awful. So yeah, thoughts and prayers to uh, to Zeus and, you know, fire up some old WWE Network for him this, uh, this weekend. Or if you guys remember, he came back as a member of the Dungeon of Doom for a couple of yeah, months right. in yep, early yep, 96. Yep, yep, yep. Remember he was a uh, Z gangster there. I guess they could Z, get the trademark. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Sheena, tell them where they can find you guys on social media. So you guys know, if you listen to the show, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley and you can find our buddy Marco uh, running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show. Um, and most importantly, you can join our Foley fam. If you go to Chick Foley show.com uh, membership starts at a dollar a month, you get access to all of our you know Facebook community, which is so super, super fun. awesome. Yeah. We have just an amazing community of people in a there. A lot of fun and a lot of, it really helps out with the figure hunting. Yeah. So we do a lot of figure hunting for one another. Um, it's all retail plus shipping, which is one of the, the huge benefits of being in our community. There's there's no, there's no price gouging or anything like that. And it's just, like I said, it's just like a family atmosphere. We're all super chill. Um, and then for, if you, if you become any of the higher tiers, you get our bonus content. We actually just did a Royal Rumble watch along, which was a lot of fun. We started our Pat Patterson Royal Rumble watch along series. The Patreon so, exclusive the series. Pa- Patreon. I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. We have all of our unboxing and figure Fridays over there as well. So uh, I think this, week do, uh, this week we're going to do the ultimate edition fiend and Hollywood Hogan, and then a few other figures, kind of like a grab bag edition of Figure Friday. Cool. 
All right. And then also make sure you guys are using uh, code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles. All right. So let's move on to the squared circle with the Chick's top six. So remember, uh, this is brought to you by Homage. Uh, make sure you use our link anytime you're buying anything from Homage. Sheena gets that up in the, uh, the the stories on Instagram quite frequently. A lot of great stuff there, and you still have time to get a really nice gift for the wrestling fan in your life. So without further ado, story number six. Let's talk about war games. Marco, what were your overall thoughts on the show? I mean, the, the most important thought was, you know, the the end of the reign the reign of uh, the Chick Foley Prediction Championship. Oh, uh, I wasn't even like over. I didn't even put that on the form. I was like, I'm not even going to mention. We're just going to pretend that didn't even happen. That was the most important part of our uh, war games. Was you know me coming in like Kenny Omega, stealing that championship Freaking. from from the John Moxley, uh, Sheena's John Moxley character, um, ending that that long reign. Uh, but no. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, will no, forgive, I will never forgive. I will never forgive Leon Ruff. This is the first ever episode of the Chick Foley show that I've been on that Sheena hasn't been champ. She's been holding that belt since I came on board the show as a full time member. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm uh, happy wait. for you, Marco, but don't get used to that holding that weight on your shoulder because you <laughs> know, TLC's right, TLC's around the right around the corner. Yeah, I'm ready for TLC. I already got my picks. I already got my picks ready. <laughs> I'm already. I'm already trained. I've been training already. I just won the championship. I'm back in the gym. That's how it goes. Listen, real talk, real talk. We got to teach Marco how to gloat a little bit more. You know, me, I'm I'm on Instagram stories, like you know, totally like showboating whenever every time I win. And Marco, he's like, he, he comes on the, the Facebook, you know, congratulations, you know, blah blah blah. Or I'm the new champion. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Marco, humble you brags. need to be a little less humble. Yeah, you need to be a little less humble. Shane, what was it's your it's match it's of the it's night? It's oh. Sorry, we were talking about the prediction champion. I was getting all I was getting all excited. I almost forgot there was actually a, a, you know, a show we were talking about. This rival this rivalry started to overshadow the actual in-ring product. Dude. It's just a uh, the entire WWE big events are just driving the uh, Sheena and Marco rivalry. They don't even care about the actual Yeah, the actual anymore. in-ring action is like secondary for sure. Um I you know, I don't know. All, both the War Games matches were really really good. Once they got started, you know, obviously anytime there's War Games matches, one thing I don't like about War Games is that the match actually doesn't start until all of the competitors are in the ring, um which can make it a little bit of a slow build um and you and you know the finish isn't coming, you know, so you're kind of just like not really anticipating anything happening until everybody's in the ring you know kind of just kills a little bit of the of the suspense but if i had to go match of the night um i guess i gotta go with men's war games dude i thought i thought the men's war games match was uh was really good i mean pat mcafee showed that you know he belongs in a wrestling ring even though like i was listening to uh earlier and they were talking about like I, i didn't really think about it this way but he's got such a baby face move set um, for somebody that's such a sniveling heel, um, you know, and he's kind of just doing like moonsaults and swantons and all the things that, you know, typically if you're like that kind of wrestler, that that's not really your move set. But right. yeah, I, I, I thought he really showed out and I thought it was really good. I, I think, you know, I thought it was cool that UE got to hit all their, their finishers and they really, I mean, there was a couple in both war games matches the the pin who got the pin was surprising to me. I was surprised that Raquel got the pin in the women's war games match, and then that was uh, a hell of a power bomb. Yeah, yeah, and Kyle O'Reilly got the pin on Oni Lorcan uh, in the men's match. You know, because I really think that shows like you know who who they're looking at, like to who's going to finish that match. So yeah, that was kind of weird too because I'd have to go back and watch, but I feel like most time it's been like the main guys pinning the main guy. Yeah. You know, like last year it was Champa pinning Adam Cole and stuff. So exactly. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That was kind of interesting that they went with maybe some of the. Uh, 
you know, kind of the the, the second tier guys. And Raquel, yeah. Raquel had a good showing in the women's war games match too. I mean, she really showed out. So I don't know what they. I mean, she's awesome, but I mean, it looks like they're they're really strapping a rocket to to her. The NXT Definitely. women's division is just incredible. You know, it's just this. There's so many credible challengers to EO, who's who's an awesome champion. So yeah, I, I really do love it. Uh, Marco, what was your oh, match yeah. of the night? Um, I'll probably go opposite and go the uh, the ladies, the ladies war games match. Um, you can't you can't deny that spot that EO had with the uh, trash can. The trash overhead can. Jumping up. <laughs> the trash can was amazing. I don't yeah, know. I don't like, know why, but after she did that, all I could think about was the Doug Funny, you know, banging on a trash can. Oh, yeah. You know, I got it like, like I was thinking that the whole rest, and I was like, oh my god. But I've watched <laughs> a lot of wrestling, and I've never, I've never seen anyone go off the top of the cage inside yeah, of a trash can. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was yes. pretty epic. Yes. It was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, no, that that match had a lot, a lot of great spots in it too, as well. So they did some pretty, uh, I don't want to say innovative stuff, but some creative stuff in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, my runner-up is definitely uh, Timothy, Timothy and uh, Tommaso going back and forth. That, uh, that was I think that was a sleeper match. They were beating the crap out of each other. Oh yeah, ugly. that was ugly. I thought it was the perfect uh, the match to follow the the women's war games match. You know, because like the women's war games match, once it got started, it was kind of slow in the beginning. But once it got started, it was kind of a fast paced, you know, high flying match. Um, and I felt like this like hard hitting mat based wrestling match was good kind of like a you know slow down but still a killer match for to follow yeah, the exactly. women's war games match so to me you know and this is a sign of how strong of a takeover it really was and this wasn't even you know an all-timer of a takeover this just goes to show you that this is the best series of events in wrestling um i'm gonna mention a match neither one of you guys even brought up was the north american it was uh, epic yeah triple it was great. Match. i love that that was i think that was the rare multi-man match where all three guys came out of looking better. I think it fully legitimized Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. He yeah. looked great in it. You know, he got enough <laughs> offense in on those guys that, you know, I want to see Leon Ruff go after the cruiserweight championship now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think, uh, I think he's probably a little bit out of his depth competing for the North American championship, but he's, I'm a believer in him. He's not just a glorified jobber anymore. Yep. Um, and I'd love to see him, you know, being a contender, uh, for the cruiserweight belt and getting some time on two Oh five live. Um, I think Damian Priest showed out. You know what I mean? Those those dives he had over the top rope looked yeah, awesome. Really, really good. It took freaking ten ghost faces plus you know Austin Theory coming in with a pipe. with a lead pipe to finish him off. And I, I, you know the same way that I think Leon Ruff's going to go to the cruiserweight championship uh, division after this. I think Damian Priest is now main event level firmly. You know, I think he left. I think this was his swan. Uh, you know, his, uh, his his kiss goodbye to the North American championship competing for that. He's ready to go for the NXT belt. And I've really come around on him because I wasn't a fan of his for a while, but uh, I, I kind of thought that he was, you know, a, uh, an updated version of Baron Corbin, but no, I think he's so much more. The guy can go. He's actually, he's surprisingly, you wouldn't think it because of his look. I think he's makes for a lot better baby face than he did a heel. I don't know why he just, uh, but yeah, he's re- really, really good. And, and again, I think he's ready to compete for the NXT belt now. And then, of course, you got Johnny Gargano, you know, cemented his heel turn. He had interference after interference after interference. And he becomes the first ever three time uh, North American championship. I think it was such a good career move by him to just say, I'm staying in NXT forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's re- He really is Mr. NXT now. And awesome match. I loved Austin Theory at the end. You know, he had the callback to Vince McMahon being revealed as the the higher power in the ministry when he said it was me, Austin, it was me all along. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where, you know, the, the Gargano family goes from here. Do, do we have an actual name for their faction? Or? Called, I think it's called the way. The uh, way. Isn't there a yeah. faction called the way? Yeah. I think it's just like the way now it's not even the Gargano way, but yeah, they're a little, yeah. they're a little faction. Yeah. So really awesome show. Did you guys have anything you were let down by? 
Um, I mean, not really. I, I you know, it was such a short, either. it was such a short pay-per-view, which, uh, you know, you guys know I'm here for, I'm here for like, you know, these, these shorter compressed, uh, pay-per-view events. But, uh, I thought everything was great. I thought the t- like I thought the order of the matches was great. I thought everything was kind of where it was supposed to be. Like you know they they started with the War Games match, which was great. You know started kicked it off on a high note, and then it kind of like took that you know um, slower, more methodical storytelling. You know with the you know singles matches in between, and then ended with the War Games. So I I, I like the card top to bottom. All right, Marco. Anything you uh, you weren't impressed by? Uh, no, I I agree. You know, the, the whole show top to bottom was great. Um, I think um, if anything, uh, the Hell in a Cell, they should, you know, take some notes from from War Games and not make every single match a Hell in a Cell match. Just kind of like bookend it. Have like have one yeah. match, have one Hell in a Cell match at the beginning. Have your regular matches in the middle, and then at the end, have your main event Hell in a Cell match. So, um, but yeah, no, definitely that's that's. I mean, if they end off the year with that pay per view, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm hoping TLC is great. Um, but I don't think it's going to be able to top uh, what they did at War Games. No, no. All right, so three enthusiastic thumbs up for War Games from the Chick Foley Show. Let's go to story number five. All right, so we had the live watch along last week of Omega Mox. We saw Omega win the AEW Championship and take off for Impact Wrestling. So he showed up Tuesday night. So weird. It was weird. You know, it was just. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it, Sheen. It was just kind of weird from the jump. I kind of like the story they told. They did a good job of filling in the why that, you know, Don Callis helped Kenny Omega win the championship, you know, about... They kind of belabored it a little bit, though. Yeah, they, they drew opinion. it out for a while. But, um, but you know, they, it is a good story. You know, it's got a little bit of depth to it. Um, but what's you guys' overall thoughts? You know, what did you guys think of Kenny Omega showing up on Impact? Marco, I'll let you, I'll let you go first, because I, I want to see if your opinion... Because, you know, you and I are usually on the same page about things. I want to see... Because we haven't really talked about this yet. I want to see if you and I are on the same wavelength about this. Uh, yeah, uh, like you guys said, it was kind of weird at first. I think everyone thought it was going to be an in-ring um, appearance. Mm-hmm. He's like going to show up in the in the ring. I think that is going to happen, uh, judging well, from that. Well, all their stuff is pre-taped throughout the end of the year. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Impact, like, they had to, like, they had to do something. I mean, they could have done something better, but, I, like, though that was kind of the, the problem there is, like, they already have all of their stuff pre-taped. Yeah, and then uh, you had a thing too, like with all the the COVID stuff going on. You know, they they might not like have the same type of uh, practices as AEW when it comes to like True, testing yeah. and all that stuff. So like, you, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. Just saying like, it's, Marcus, it's, Marcus, it's, Marcus, it's, Marcus, on impact COVID protocols. If it was like, <laughs> you think like as long as you're not way. like, as long as you're not like bleeding from your eyeballs, they'll let you in the building at impact. Yeah, exactly. what you're saying? And he's and he's Kenny. Okay. He's AEW champion. He's not seven foot now. In a, in a dirty COVID ring. No, I'm joking. Um, but uh, I, I, actually, I actually, so uh, no surprise, surprise, I actually enjoyed it only because um, I listened to the, ver- the it was a Talk is Jericho before the match, uh, before the Alpha versus Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom uh, 12 uh, between uh, uh, Omega and Jericho when Jericho appeared on the yeah. screen out uh, before right. that and challenged him to that match and everything. So that was set in motion. So they are they are kind of I like like you said they told the story if that match never happened AEW may have never happened you never know right. like Jericho didn't like split like completely just step away from WWE and say hey I'm gonna do stuff on my own and um, I'm gonna I'm, as a WWE guy still because he was still kind of with the company and then him yeah. showing up in New Japan going I'm like they're like oh my god this is like the first time like WWE's like crossing paths with New Japan in, like a True. while that's happening so. 
My thing is, though, is like I'm not against collaboration and I'm not against like cross promotion. Okay, so I don't want anybody to think that because I do think it keeps things interesting. And like that's something that I mean, that's not a new concept to wrestling. Right. Obviously, you know, Vince McMahon, he acts he acts like, you know, people, you know, he who shall not be named any other promotion out there besides WWE product. Right. But in, in wrestling history, there's been a lot of crossover and cross promotion and stuff like that. So I'm not against that. My problem is, is that they've spent the last year making this title like mean something, you know, with Jericho and Mox and like, you know, making it like, you know, one of the most important titles in wrestling, right? Like they haven't just like flip flopped it around, you know, passed it on to this guy and this guy. They, you know, they've had, you know, the guys that have held it have held it for a while. And all of a sudden, Kenny Omega, who should have won it in the first place, right? Like, we know that he was the guy that we all kind of got behind. Um, and he should have been one of the first title holders for for that. Instead, he went, you know, tag team and all that kind of stuff. He, he gets the title and then takes it to Impact, which, let's be honest, we've talked about this on the show before, like, nobody's watching Impact. Nobody. And nobody like, nobody cares. And nobody knows who... Don Callis is, you know, like if you're just a casual viewer, you're like, who the hell is Kenny Omega like running off with, you know? And granted, you know, the the ratings, a lot of people tuned into Impact on Tuesday and like their Twitch streams and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it did, I mean, Kenny Omega was a draw for Impact, but they're not going to be able to do that every week. So I mean, what's I mean, I just don't understand why he took it there as if it's some sort of like big you know, big thing. Like I know he's got this new belt collector gimmick where he's trying to just go around and get all, all the titles. But it, to me, it just didn't make sense why you have created this amazing promotion. And then you're just going to like kind of take it down a peg. Yeah. That, that's, that was my thing also, you know, AEW um, has, they haven't been flawless, but they've been pretty damn good since, since they started up in uh, 2019. And honestly, like they, they built a product. They've been, they've dominated NXT in the ratings. All right. I mean, the, the weekly ratings have been pretty close, but NXT, AEW's won almost every single week. So they've been, you know, to me, they're like knocking on the door of being almost equal to WWE. You know, I'll go and say, I know it's a little bit of a hot take, but that's how good they are. I just don't know why you would cheapen your brand by going to Impact. You know, go to New Japan, you know, yeah. even, even Ring of Honor would have been uh would have been better than this i just feel like impact you know and, and hats off to impact you know i'm I, i'm trying not to come off too negative to them because it's another place that gives wrestlers a job and it's a place where guys can go and cook before they're ready to move up to to prime time but it just seems really cheap you know i feel like aew really just kind of uh took a downgrade by even allowing their champion and their belt to appear on impact and i just don't understand you know, at first i thought kenny was doing it as a favor to don Callis because don Callis was one of the you know main guys in Impact for a little bit, but you know the stuff I've been seeing on the dirt sheets is that Don Callis's contract with Impact is up in a few months, and he's going to just sign with AEW. So I don't know if maybe Tony Khan just thought this would be a way to create some buzz, but I, I think this was definitely a bad move. And you know, if I'm Vince McMahon, I'm laughing at this when, when I see this. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw I saw something earlier that was like, you know, this is not like Marco was alluding to. Like, this isn't something that just kind of happened like in the last week. You know, like this is something that. Um, you know, after that Wrestle Kingdom match and all that kind of stuff, the Bucks have been saying they wanted to like, you know, cross promote with Impact for like the last two years, even before, you know, uh, AEW was doing Dynamite and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. Again, I'm I'm all for, you know, you know, getting to the top by lifting others up, you know, and making other promotions better to, to increase competition and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you don't have to take your main title there. You know, they have they have their you know tag titles. They have the freaking TNT title. They could have some of Impact's champions come over to 
um, AEW and wrestle on Dynamite and at the at their pay per views, right, and give Impact some shine that way. But to take your your beautiful AEW title belt that you know freshly won and take it down to this kind of like you know second rate promotion, third rate promotion, yikes! I, th- I think is just kind of a I think it's a, I think it's a poor move. Uh, Marco, you got any collaborations you'd like to see? You know, this is something that we always talked about. You know, I remember, especially as a kid, you know, talking about WWE and WCW putting on a show together. What, what would you like to book if you could, uh, if you could do a mashup? Of, uh, of any other promotions like WWE, AEW, Impact. Dream promotion. Anyway. Yeah, your fantasy booking promotion collabs right now. Um, <clears throat> I mean, right now, I mean, our, I mean, I know you guys like throwing ROH and stuff like that. I don't think that would have been a better move at all i don't think that would even a thought for them to go to roh because they have like no tv presence whatsoever um as far as new japan right. I, know, I just i think I roh think, has like, got a little bit more prestige than impact though that that's what I, that's why i brought up roh yeah i, I think the thing with new japan is like I, I think they've tried so many times already with new japan it just seems like it's not going to happen anymore um moxley isn't even Definitely going over there to be in it so like yeah. i think it's like kind of like a a done deal uh, between them. Yeah, I think there's some bad blood. As... I think I think New Japan's still a little upset at how you know Kenny and the Bucks and Hangman all left at the exact same time. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you are going to collaborate, you know, WWE's not going to do it um, anytime. Even though uh, Triple H came out in a recent interview and said he'd uh, cross promote. They're open if, for if, business. Like, yeah. He was open. He was, but I'm thinking NXT. I don't think it's WWE. Like NXT would be open. I don't think he, I don't think the floodgates are opening for. Like Ron That's what I'm saying. I would say I would love to see NXT and AEW cross promote. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't ever see. I mean, that would be epic. I can't imagine that in a you know shoot in a non kayfabe you know way. I cannot imagine that. Um, but in my mind, I'm like, if AEW did like some cross promotion with NXT, like that would. I mean, I, the wrestling world would just explode. I think. Yeah, yeah you get like Finn Balor and Kenny Omega. Oh my god, Finn Balor, Kenny That'd Omega. You get the UE versus uh, the Elite. You could do that as well. You could have uh, <laughs> yes. Box Hangman and Kenny Omega unite to face Undisputed Era, maybe in a War Games. That'd be pretty sick. Um, exactly. You definitely get the women's division to boost. Uh, you get Io Shirai and Sheeta probably going at it. Um, yeah, that, that that'd be my, well, my a- dream. AEW right AEW proven they don't care about their their women's division. Like they had the chance to sign Tessa Blanchard, and they're like, no. I mean, not that. I mean, Tessa Blanchard has been problematic. I mean, I don't know what you know, what they know that we don't know. But I thought it was just like funny that, you know, they had the chance to actually sign somebody meaningful and they were like, meh, we're not interested right now. <laughs> you know, like they, build our own yeah, they're, they're, we're good. Yeah. That <laughs> is pretty interesting considering that Tully's on the, on the roster. You think that'd be, that'd True, be her in yeah. there. I'm so hoping she signs with NXT. I, I, th- I think that's I where think she's so. going to land. Honestly, I think that's where she's ultimately going to end up, but yeah. 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 So, We'll see how it goes. You know, I always have an open mind when it comes to wrestling because mm-hmm. the thing about wrestling is it happens every week, you know, 52 weeks out of the year. So we'll see how this goes. But I, I'm not, I'm just really not getting very hyped for anything having to do with impact. All right, let's go to story number four. Carry on Cross has returned to NXT. So you didn't I, say it right. How do you guys say it? Carry on. Yes, carry on. Carry on. Yeah, so. I got to be honest, you know, I really kind of missed this guy's whole rise to the top. Uh, I was gone out of the country for the first half of 2020. This guy was really on the come up. I saw him beat Keith Lee for the belt at uh, TakeOver back in August. Yeah, I wasn't super impressed with it. Um, You know, I think that match was 
it was a little bit of a slow match, you know, was, they were trading some, some, you know, some big shots and everything, but, um, I was super impressed, but the entrance was cool. Um, Scarlet is obviously stunning. You know, she, I, I think she actually thinks she's got a little bit more star power out of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think of his return? You think he's, uh, should he, should he get, you know, in the fast lane to, to fight Finn for the belt since he never actually lost it? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I think anytime, anytime you have to relinquish and you never lost the belt, you know, I think it's, I think it's just kind of like an unwritten rule that you kind of just get put back in your place. I don't think you should just automatically maybe not get a title shot, but you're definitely in that main event picture, you know, like you're definitely in the running, um, to, to get that title back. But I thought, uh, I thought he was actually going to get the drew McIntyre treatment. You know, remember drew lost the belt to Andrade and got hurt in that match. And then the next time we saw him, he's popped up on the, the main roster. That's what I was thinking for carrying oh, across. Cause that's all we ever heard about. You know, this guy's, this guy's main roster ready. True. But I, I just see, I, he might be main roster ready, but I feel like his gimmick and his whole presence is, is made for NXT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we saw that with the demon. We've seen it with so many other, like, you know, even like some, a guy like Velveteen dream, somebody that's like super, super over the top. Um, yeah. Those guys are just like, are, are made for the NXT atmosphere and the NXT stage um, and just the NXT style. So I'm glad that he didn't get pulled up to the, to the main roster, especially before we got to see what he's actually capable of in NXT, because I mean, he's, he's straight fired. Dude. Yeah. I, and I hate to say it, but at this point, I kind of want everybody to stay in NXT. I, know. I, I actually, I used to be excited when I heard somebody was getting called up, but I kind of just dread it now when I hear someone's getting called up. Cause it's been a while since they've really nailed somebody heading up to the mm-hmm. main roster. Um, Marco, I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. Will Will Carrion win the NXT Championship before he goes to Raw or SmackDown? Uh, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Because that was kind of yeah, like you said, you, you kind of missed that whole the whole rise of Carrion Cross while you were while you were gone, and uh, he was just demolishing everybody yeah, up until that point. Uh, they were pushing him like crazy. So yeah, he's probably definitely gonna win the title back. Um, and uh, not to take away from that match with him and Keith Lee, but he did separate his shoulder during that match. So they could literally mm-hmm. do nothing at all. So like, I think that that kind of like, yeah. if, if you can't, I wouldn't judge him on that match at all. Um, as far as like matches go, cause he, he couldn't do as much as he wanted to. Um, cause yeah. before that, we seen him just, like I said, pretty much destroy everybody up until that point. And, uh, we were all like, everyone was like, like foaming at the mouth and they found that he was like facing Keith Lee for the title. So, we thought it was going to be this great, like, crazy spot fest, but then he ends up getting injured during the the match, and that kind of, like, slowed things down, and they couldn't pull off a bunch of things. But, yeah, I think he's definitely going to get that rocket strap right back to the top, um, and he's going to carry the title for a little bit. Then they just put a lot of production value behind him not to yeah. give him the push. You the, know, the entrance is awesome. I yeah. love his yeah. entrance. Fall yeah, and pray. And everything, I mean, and they have, yeah, fall and pray, and they have, you know, Scarlet, I mean, when Scarlet comes out, she catches your attention. I mean, she commands your attention. Like, Carrie yep. doesn't even have to come out. Yeah, obviously. No. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, not even just the way she looks. Just, like, her energy. You know, when she comes to the ring, like, it's just, like, you just kind of get this, like, chill up your spine. Like, oh, God. Like, you know something ominous is on the horizon when you see Scarlet. Yeah, it was right? cool seeing her come out and confront Finn. Yeah. I like how they did that. Um, Sheen, at a, every, so I, I do think that, sooner rather than later we are going to see him go to the main roster so i'll open it up for anybody in nxt raw or smackdown who do you most want to see cross wrestle mm. who do i want to see carrying cross wrestle 
Huh. I mean, you know, my, my, my auto response is always Seth Rollins because I think Seth Rollins is... Uh, he brings out the best in everybody. Yeah, he, he really does elevate a lot of people in, unless he hurts them. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa, I, you know, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm just saying what I know. People are going to go ahead whoa, and whoa, like whoa, whoa. Sl- slide into my comments and say. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I would I would like to see actually like a, a real, a non-injured match between him and Keith Lee. You okay, know, like you, you see said, him run it back. Yeah, I, I like to see him running back. But again, business. I think um I think anytime you can wrestle with Seth Rollins too, like I'm I'm here for it. The Scarlet, is she a wrestler also or is she just do the valet thing? She, I've never she, seen her take a bump. She does wrestle. Well she hasn't wrestled in NXT, but she did wrestle with the independents. Um, okay, yeah, good that, she that's hasn't. what I thought. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking yeah, she has you know, a foot. Hey, they, what a perfect feud! Mixed tag match them against uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Ooh, but I mean, yeah, who's the, who's the faces that. and who's the heels in that? Like, I mean, that's who's a, the face and heel out of Randy Orton and Fiend? That's know? true. That's we're, true. We're in a post uh, babyface heel world, so that's true. Yeah, I think that that could be kind of cool. All right, you guys hear future? You know what time it is. The weekly beverage break. Sheena, tell us what you're drinking this week. So I'm drinking the official beer of the Chick Foley Show. I'm drinking uh, Miller Lite, obviously. However, a little different approach. You know, we usually like the cans, and I like to either drink them you know, straight from the can or use my Hydro Flask pint. Uh, but they put out their holiday coddles, which is their aluminum can bottles. Uh, so we had to go ahead and grab those this year. They have a little scenery with like, you know, a guy putting up Christmas lights on the Miller light logo. He's got a little, uh, on a little ladder and stuff. It's a little snow scene. Last year they, they did Christmas sweaters, which I actually kind of preferred. Like they had the Christmas sweater bottle, but, um, yeah, I like these holiday bottle Miller lights. Yeah. Same. Always got to jump on the, uh, the Christmas Miller light designs. You know, I think it's one of the, in addition to the you know the great taste and less filling uh, Pilsner that you get in the Miller Lite, I just wrote their their can design is just timeless with the white can with the gold top. Um, but we do always jump on the Christmas uh, coddles when they come out. Marco, do you like we- a, do you like a coddle, Marco? How do you feel about an aluminum can bottle? Um, I I, I don't actually. You know what? I've never really drank out of one. To be honest, interesting. yeah, interesting. It's, it's always been a can or. Or a glass bottle, not really a. I don't. I don't have any like gripes against it or anything like that. I just never tried to. Is there any? Is there a different taste to it? Or is I don't it... I, see. I don't have. I don't have an. Uh, I don't have any gripes against it either. But for some reason, um, like sometimes I've been to the store and like they don't have like you know they'll be out of like cans of Miller Lite or whatever. And then so I'll be like, can we get coddles? And says like, no, don't get coddles. And I don't <laughs> understand what the reason so, is. So I'll tell you. So the, the take on the coddles one sixteen ounces. All right, so it's a, a bigger beer. Typically, I pour my beers into a cup. I, sometimes I'll drink out of the can or the bottle, but for the most part. I pour into a pint glass and drink it. Um, and I like the 12 ounces cause you just get rid of it quicker. You know, you, those, yep. the, you know, the pint you get in 16 ounces. So those extra four ounces are going to sit in the, uh, in the can a little bit or, or in the cup a little bit longer. So your temperature gets a little bit off. Um, and then the other thing is just for storage, you know, a lot of times, especially when we lived in Hawaii, um, True, yeah. I'm really getting beers to take them fishing and stuff. And yeah, I like the 12 ounce can just cause they fit in the cooler a little bit better. And now we got the beer fridge out in the garage. We, we call it the beverage center to make it a little bit classier, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but we got the beer <laughs> fridge in. In for sure. Yeah. And, and 12 ounce cans are just the way to go. Like even these things, you know, I got a 15 pack of these pints and it was kind of a pain in the ass getting them all in there. And it just looks, it doesn't look as nice and neat as it, uh, as it normally does in, in our, in our, uh, beer fridge right now. But but gotcha. again, you know, I'm a sucker for Christmas stuff. Miller White always does a great job on their packaging design. So 
at least once a year. I always got to grab the uh, the Christmas designs. Marco, what are you drinking this week? I'm actually drinking a uh, an Imperial Stout tonight. It's uh, it's called oh wow. uh, go- yeah, one heavy. It's called yeah, it's heavy. It's a heavy one. It's uh, it's called Godmother. The can's actually it's a jet black can with like a like a rose on it. It's actually really it's it's really nice. It's a, it's a nice stout actually too. It's it's a twelve percent alcohol volume. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, I, no, saw really you, I saw you and the wifey uh, got the 19 crimes, the Snoop Dogg 19 crimes. How did you how did you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah actually, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, she She's not a big red wine person, but she actually liked like that wine. Um, I'm not a I'm not a wine person at all, but I just wanted to try it just to see how it was. And I actually rather enjoyed it. I, um, I think I, I thought it was good, too. So, yeah, if you're out there and you want a good wine, that's not super expensive. I, I really enjoyed the, the 19 crimes. Nice little nightcap at the end of the night if you want to. Drink some red wine and unwind. Makes you feel classier than drinking a, a coddle of Miller Lite, you know? No way. Beer yeah. over wine. Day of the week. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it with the number three story of the week. Sting speaks. All right, so we, you know, he had the big entrance last week. We thought we thought we were getting Glacier coming back for a little bit, but no, it turned out it was the Stinger for some reason. <laughs> Now he stings into snow. Uh, that was never really a thing before, as far as my memory. Uh, He's probably so watched he's, the entire series of Game of Thrones since you last saw yeah, him. You yeah. know what I mean? So, True. For some reason, Sting's got a winter fetish now. Um, but it, it does look kind of <laughs> cool, you know, with the snow and everything. Uh, Marco, what did you think of Sting coming out and uh, giving a little interview there with Cody? Uh, I think it was pretty cool. I like the, uh, I like kind of like the uh, shoot interaction that they had at the beginning with Tony Schiavone. And everything yeah. he gave him a hug and all that stuff that was pretty awesome. Um, I think uh, the big thing was he really didn't say much. Um, he said he was there to you know do whatever he wants to do that type of thing. Um, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying uh, you know Cody was trying to be Triple H and <laughs> trying to bury him before he could even start. Did you hear say that? I it was when uh, someone on Twitter actually wrote something like that because um, I think they wrote like the whole thing like oh. Um, on all out, he smashed the hammer and tried to, you oh, know, they must, they must follow Chick Foley. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause I think he wrote, as, he wrote something like that as, too, soon right? as, as soon as that happened, uh, we, we were out in the garage, like getting our kids Christmas presents and stuff together after we like emptied out all the toy drive stuff. So we were like kind of organizing what they're getting for Christmas and whatnot. And we were watching it on the laptop out there. And as soon as, you know, Sting and Cody were having their interaction, I was like, Oh God, Cody's trying to be triple H so yeah. hard. Right why, now. why is so, Cody here? Why is Cody involved? In this? <laughs> yeah. Cause he, he wants first dibs, of course. But the, the whole thing, like, even that, like when Sting showed up in WWE, it was like he was there for the injustices that were happening because of right. because of the authority. He didn't just show up to like show up there. So I don't know why Cody was standing out there just to like C block um, Darby like Allen. Maybe I don't know. Important, yeah, it was just an important moment. I was, Cody, uh, Cody wanted to be a part of it. There at the end, when he like put his arm around him for a second, I I just I knew he was about to give him the Scorpion Death Drop. I was just waiting for it. That would have been so oh, awesome. So, that but, so yeah. good. Obviously, ended up walking out. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool. You know, it definitely put a smile on my face seeing him give Tony yeah. the hug, and he got Tony to do the, you know, it's Sting. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just, I to me, like Sting's supposed to be the vigilante. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nothing was ever more more awesome to me than Sting in '97 and '98, where he's not talking, he's just scary as hell, 
And it, it kind of, you know, it broke my disbelief for a little bit, seeing him out there just goofing off with Tony and stuff. And just he's basically being surfer sting, just wearing. That's exactly what paint. I was thinking. I was like, this is this is like such a weird, you know, like convoluted thing in my mind. So I'm like, he's his personality right now is like surfer sting, but he's wearing the the crow face paint. But I actually liked it. I thought he seemed way more natural and it like kind good. of just like chill yeah. than he ever did in WWE. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've all kind of just broken down the fourth wall. And I, I like this version of sting. I hope, I mean, cause I think he can cut a good promo. You know what I mean? He literally came out there and like kind of punked Cody. He and was did. like, you know, he, he sunned Cody. Yeah. He was like, I, I, I'm not here for you. You know, he's like, you know, good luck or see you around kid or whatever, yeah. you know? And uh, I just, <laughs> I thought it was really, really good, and I hope he keeps that kind of up. You know, he because it wasn't it wasn't like a, a heel move, you know, but it was just kind of like, dude, like you can't hold a candle yeah. to, I, yeah. to me. I, I love Sting. He's definitely in my yeah. my top, you know, five or six favorite wrestlers ever. I just I really hope he gets the send off he wants. You know, I, I actually kind of liked his match with uh, I liked the match with Triple H at Mania, even though the ending was kind of whack. Um, and yeah. I really liked his match he had with Seth before he got hurt. You know, they were having a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, you know, Sting feels he has unfinished business in the ring. And I just hope he gets the send off he wants, whether it happens in a one on one or a six man tag. I hope he gets to go out on, on his terms because he's definitely earned it. Um, well, he's been cleared to take bumps, but I don't know how how, you know what that really entails. You yeah, know so I, mean? I don't know. You know, I'm not real big on the, you know, the spinal medical field, but I know uh, Seamus also had spinal stenosis, like what, what Sting suffered. You know, they actually discovered it. It wasn't caused by Seth, um, but, yeah. you know, when Sting got hurt, when they were examining him, they realized that he had spinal stenosis, which is basically like a narrowing of the, the spinal cord. And that's what Seamus had also. If you guys remember, shortly after WrestleMania 33, Seamus was off for like six months. I think it ended up being close to like a year he was kind of just in and out, and people thought that Sheamus uh, was going to have to retire shortly after, but I haven't heard anything about that in the last couple of years. So. True, but Sheamus is like freaking 30 years Sting's yeah, junior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, but it's still the same thing. I mean, the the you know, the condition is the condition. I think, is that what Edge had also? I thought Spinal Edge had stenosis. something similar. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was that. I'll look it up real Either quick. Either way, we've seen, you know, multiple wrestlers over the last few years with, with spinal injuries are starting to come back, so... So it's always yeah. good. You always want to see guys be able to end on their own terms because it was kind of ugly how Sting went out after taking that buckle bomb from Yeah, it was uh, it was diagnosed as cervical spinal stenosis. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I, I haven't been keeping up with it, but maybe they came up with some new treatment or something that now I'm uh, curious, Mike, is that helps these guys out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean they, they but yeah, did, uh, actually go ahead, Marco. They did that on the uh the, I think I'm not sure I think you were were you were you away when they did that untold with Sting and Seth Rollins? Yeah, I think you were. You might have been. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, so yeah, so they actually talked about that, uh, about how like Sting came out and actually said on that Untold that uh, it had nothing to do with Seth Rollins, you know, um, it was something that was there already that just ignited, that just, it was like a, almost like a landmine, like he, that exactly. move just set it off. So, that buckle bomb um, just was not, yeah, that buckle bomb did, it wasn't, to, uh, spinal stenosis. Yeah, yeah, it was gonna, it was gonna happen regardless, like it could have been any, any move probably during that match would have, to his back would have set that off, so. But um, yeah, they they cleared that that air and stuff like that. But uh, the the other thing I noticed is he really he looks really good. He looks really thin. He does look. He looks good, like he's yeah. in shape. Um, I noticed yeah. that about Dustin Rhodes too. I'm not sure what these uh, like above fifty year old guys are doing. But Dustin Rhodes oh, looks Dustin. fantastic. I'm not sure if you've seen him. I was gonna say they're all he doing DDP great. yoga, man. 
Dude, what it, a, it must be. Lead. Yoga is, is legit. I uh, I have a friend who, uh, you know, he he's suffered all kinds of like just like ailments and whatnot. And just like he always tried to work out and, you know, he's tried to do like, you know, programs with me and stuff before. And it's just he, his body just can't handle any sort of like high impact activity. And he's lost yeah. like, you know, 30 or 40 pounds doing freaking DDP yoga. Might have to jump on so. that. Yeah, DDP yoga is freaking legit. I've been thinking about getting it for my dad, dude. My dad's kind of broke down. I'm like, dude, you need to get with DDP. Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> That's right. Christmas is right around the corner. I'm going to get that get that DDP yoga. So are we all in agreement that it just seemed totally forced that Cody is the guy who's involved with Sting or, you know, they're at least teasing something with Sting at the yes, start? Yes, 100, uh, 100%. Either that or Darby. It looked like he uh, wanted, like he like kind of pointed out Darby Allen. Or yeah, what, I think he, he, was, he wants, yeah, he yeah. wants Darby. He he looked at Darby. I mean, he wants Darby. But the fact that on Sting's like big announcement when he come when, Why he, is when Cody he came in the out, ring? yeah, when he came out after Winter is coming, like Cody was already staged in the ring whenever freaking Sting came out. You know what I mean? That's like Cody true. did his big entrance. He was wearing like the trench coat and the business casual gear, like you know, looking around like doing Blue Steel to everybody. And then you know, Sting comes out. I'm like, why are you like? Why are you here? You know, yeah. Um, Before we move on, before we move on, we have to bring this up because I know we're not going to get to it. But uh, Brandy Uh and Shaq, thoughts? Cringe, cringe city. Brandy needs to go away, man. I was, I feel so bad because you know we we've been huge supporters of Little Brand Brand on the show, and we have we have like you know been high on Brandy at times, but. What she's doing now is no bueno. No yeah. bueno for anyone. These guys just, you know, again, I'm talking about their on-screen character because Cody obviously is, I think he's going to go down as probably the most influential wrestler of this whole generation for what he did, getting the spark ignited and getting AEW started. But on screen, you know, both of them are just so out of touch, man. Like Cody, Cody thinks he's Triple H, but really he's Jeff Jarrett. And Brandy oh. thinks she's Stephanie McMahon when really she's like Alicia Fox, man. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, you know, was I bad. hope it was supposed to be a joke because it came off as comedy to me. Yeah. When she like threw that drink in his face, I just, I just couldn't. If they were playing it for comedy, then well done. But uh, other than that, yeah. yeah if it's supposed to get me hyped for Shaq coming it. to AEW, it definitely didn't do that. I did want to add that I think it's funny that. Uh, we were talking about Sting and all of his like spinal injuries and whatnot, and then he's going to face Darby. Like you know, that's going to be kind of his first like kickoff feud, is what it looks like. Oh, and- Darby's bound and determined to be you know retired by the age thirty. Like, yeah, Darby. Darby is he's, you know he's, he, he's trying to be a shooting star. He's not going to last a long time. Well, what I was saying is that Sting with his neck and everything, he's going to take bumps from the literally the tiniest guy besides like Marco Stun on the roster. Like hey, we'll, we'll throw yeah. we'll throw Darby at him a few times if he yeah. can take this ninety pound bump, then maybe we can move him up a weight class yeah. and he can start taking like the 130s 140s you know yeah i don't even know if yeah i think i think they're getting darby in there just because that's somebody stink and just throw around and not have to worry about it you know like mm-hmm. yeah easy because i don't think i don't think darby weighs 150 pounds no not e- i mean there's no bad. way darby darby could like literally be holding dumbbells and not weigh 150 pounds so if you guys could you know get the pencil be the fantasy booker who what's your most wanted match in AEW with sting oh man marco you think? Man, yeah, I think obviously Darby would be. Pro- I'm not even sure if Darby would be the safer bet because I mean, if you've seen any of his matches, he's not. <laughs> he's not really safe. He's sure, a he's like, a hardcore just, let's dude. Just pretend, let's just pretend um, that Sting does not have any sort of like limiting ability. Assuming he's got a clean bill of health. Yeah. Who would you? Who do you want to see him go against? Oh man! Uh, if I have to pick somebody there, 
I want to. It would have to. I guess it would have to be Jericho, right? I guess that would be cool. for like Jericho the nostalgic. Would be cool. like, I'm not sure. I don't think they face each other. Yeah, I don't think I can't. Rem- I definitely they never. Excuse me. They definitely never had like a major hyped match on no. in WCW. They may have had like a one off on Nitro at some point, but I don't remember that happening. So yeah, we never saw no. Sting and Jericho go one on one. That could be cool. <laughs> yeah, that could be the storyline. Like, hey, I was a cruiserweight back then and you kind of looked down on me on the cruiserweights yeah and now i'm you know I'm, now i'm chris jericho I'm, I'm a bigger name than you that's what he would probably say <laughs> and yeah. then uh and then they, they, i think it would be a really cool few and, they, and obviously he he wouldn't be in danger with chris jericho's because jericho's out there as well so he's not going to be able to do any like crazy high-flying moves or put and he, he's he's True. a safe guy yeah. anyway you've, you probably yeah, see those um, videos on youtube where he's yeah. and his, his always finisher is the, drunk, the drunken like elbow so no uh you know no worries yeah. there I mean, he's have to, he'd have to watch out for Jake Hager and all those other guys around the ring that would probably kick the crap <laughs> yeah. out of him. But, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely want to see that Jericho Sting put on the board for me. Shane, you got anything you want to see Stinger do? I think I think Hangman. I could, I would like to see him yeah, go. I, with, oh, yeah, I would like to see him go with the Hangman. I think one. that would be. A Mm-hmm. If they do end up giving him a you know the traditional Legends run where he he has a few matches then goes out, you know, I think somebody like Hangman um, being the guy to kind of you know turn the lights out on Steen's career. That'd be an awesome thing to really elevate Hangman and let, sure. him know, let us let him know that he's, you know, main eventer, like no doubt about yeah. it. So yeah, Hangman and Sting would be cool. All right, let's move to story number two. All right, so the rumors are swirling. We got a new documentary debuting this Sunday and the guy's already going at it on social media. It sounds like WWE is reigniting the flame of Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for this year at wrestlemania marco how do you feel about this is uh you know not necessarily the main main event one of the big matches at wrestlemania oh man Uh, this this makes a lot of people upset that uh that goldberg showed up on the bump and uh said what he said about did you guys see the video oh yeah second rate spare kind of ducked him at last year's wrestlemania oh this year's wrestlemania i should say at last wrestlemania and and then Um, roman's already going back at him on twitter yeah, Roman's going back. So it's looking like it might happen. Um, mainly because The Rock. I'm not sure if we. I think we spoke about. I'm not sure if we did already. But The Rock said he. That was one of the stipulations or the dirt sheets of saying so that he wouldn't come back unless it was a, back, yeah. a live crowd. Yeah. So and that's probably not going to happen anytime soon or by Mania. Um, so Roman Goldberg, it is. I was I was hyped for it last uh, this past WrestleMania when it didn't happen. I mean, I love Goldberg. I'm a Goldberg fan. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm a Roman Reigns fan, and when you have spare versus spare, that's that's a main. That's a five star for me. That's a six seven star match. So I don't have. Uh, I don't have anything no. against the match. You telling me, no. Ro, you know, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg? No, I'm cool. I want to see it, but not at Mania. You no. know what I mean? Mania, you no. know, Mania really is. You know what? What's the tagline? The showcase for the immortals. Yeah, yes. Mania yeah. lives on. You know, nothing, nothing in wrestling. You know, and all the all the. The New Japan and AEW fanboys can come in for this. Nothing matters as much as what happens at WrestleMania. You know what I yeah, mean? Like you true. remember every WrestleMania main event, and even the non-main events. You know, like if you just go year to year, what happened at Mania matters. Yeah. And I don't want to waste a year of Roman Reigns prime going against Goldberg because exactly. Goldberg's really not a threat. You know, Roman needs to beat Goldberg just to kind of 
um, clear that asterisk by his name because, you know, yeah, in kayfabe, he did kind of duck it last year. You know, we never got any explanation. It was just one one week it was going to be Roman and Goldberg at Mania, and then suddenly the next week Braun Strowman's in there. We never got any kind of storyline explanation or anything. It's just now it's a thing. Now it's going to be Braun versus Goldberg. So, so yeah, Goldberg's right for calling out Roman for that, but we don't got to have that at Mania. Let, it, let him know, do it at Goldberg, the Rumble. But Gold, exactly, but Goldberg has that mentality that he is like, you know, a – a legend of that tier where he's going to wrestle. Like well, he's he got is. The bro- I mean, Goldberg's he, God tier as a wrestler. He is, but I mean, at this age, like he shouldn't just be able to like snap himself into a, a WrestleMania main event with freaking Roman Reigns. Like if he wants to wrestle at Mania, cool. But the WrestleMania main event against Roman Reigns, absolutely freaking not. Again, this has been one of the best years of Roman's career as far as like, just like being, just his character change, like like getting all the momentum, like being an amazing heel. Like he's got everything going for him right now. And I don't think there's any reason, like you said, to waste his mania appearance with Goldberg. Like right. I mean, Goldberg literally I mean, we we saw what he's capable of botching at freaking Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? Like he he dropped the freaking Undertaker on his head. You so, know, and you like, know, I think that match was looking okay before Goldberg busts his head open on the post though. And both guys have said that the temperature that night was like 100. So yes, yeah, so a Roman could just so. be like, "Hey, hope we better turn the heat up on Goldberg because he'll." No, I'm not saying that, but let's not judge. Let's not you know judge Goldberg's whole career off of one bad match. He came back a couple months later and he had a very entertaining match against Dolph at some. True, I'm not judging his whole Dolph. career. I'm saying I don't want a 50 plus Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at the main event of Mania. Right, and I, I think if this match happens, I don't think it's going to be the main event. I think it'll be on the card. I think if this match happens, we're going to see something with either Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre as the main event. This match can't go on last because there's a way that I think Roman and Goldberg could be entertaining, but definitely not Mania main event. I mean, what, what do you think, Marco? Are you cool with Roman and Goldberg going on last at WrestleMania 37? I mean, he, they did it before. It was Brock and Goldberg as the main event of a media. Um, that wasn't the main event. That was uh, Roman and Undertaker. Yeah, year. remember yeah. that was the year Undertaker. Now, that was a hell of a match. That was, one of, that was one of my all-time favorite, like you know, five or six-minute matches. That that match was awesome, and that, and that kind of needs that to was be the same one. Wow, yeah, WrestleMania thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, it was Rome. It, Brock and Goldberg fought, and then they had the SmackDown Women's Championship, the six-way match, and then the main event was Roman and Undertaker. Yeah, and that's when we Goldberg were in the building for that lost yeah. right. Goldberg yep. lost the title to Brock. Okay, all right. So I thought that was the. All right, so maybe maybe he isn't main event worthy, but uh, no way. I mean, he's still in, he's in better shape than most guys there too. That's the other thing. So it's not like the ages is Goldberg's in better shape than most guys. Oh yeah, Goldberg. Goldberg, yeah, yeah. Goldberg go by yeah, age. Um, yeah, he, he, he's defying age right now. And even like Seth said, you can't judge him off of that that Saudi Arabia. Like you said, they're both old. The Undertaker was in the best best health to do a match like that, or, or the best shape, I would say. Um, like you said, the the weather was like excruciatingly hot too. Uh, but you have two old guys in there trying to like, you know, keep and it going. After, <laughs> and they're resting after traveling, you know, doing, you know, that's like an 18 hour flight getting to Saudi Arabia from the States. Yeah. Um, as a main event, probably, you're probably right. It's probably not the main event of a media. Um, it'll probably be, like you said, it'll probably be like the co-main event. If anything, if that match does happen. Um, but that wouldn't, that kind of hinder, Roman Reigns as a as a it does as a top level guy. We know 
we know Roman Reigns is capable of putting on five-star classic amazing matches. Like he has that potential in him, right? Goldberg does not have that potential. Goldberg has a very limited move set. He's very powerful. Like there, there's a place for Goldberg, but it is not against Roman at the at, at Mania period. I don't even think it's. I don't even think even if it's not the main event. I don't want to see Goldberg versus. I want to see Roman have a spot at Mania that is going to make me go back and watch that match over and over and over again. Like I, we we literally go back and watch Roman versus Brock at WrestleMania 31. Like uh, a few times a month, at least, you know what I mean? Like we'll go back and like, you know, sit down with the baby face and watch that match. Cause it's so freaking good, you know, and so compelling. And yeah. I, I want Roman to have that, you know, and I, it's not yeah. going to be that way if, he, if he's with Goldberg. So we are, uh, we're all across the board on this match. So Sheena doesn't want it on mania at all. I'm cool with it being a hyped up match in the mid card. And Marco apparently wants it as like an hour long Iron Man match in the main event. <laughs> yeah, of course. You hit the big man. It's big dude season. But the other, the other thing too have, is like. We have some broken ribs. So we just keep spearing each other back and forth. <laughs> that's, that's all. I just want to see a spear fest. It's back and forth. with spears for 60 minutes straight. Um, a 60 minute spear match. That's all I care about. Yeah. But I know you had, a, you had a thing too. Like we're thinking like obviously Roman Reigns, you know, he's having like the. The, not he's not having the year he's having the not even half year of his career because you gotta think at the beginning of this year he was having dog food matches with baron corbin before he went on oh my God. Yeah, i forgot about that he has a thing in his mind like oh my god this past year he's been a hail and he's been doing that no and he came back in august and not yeah and at the end of right. august You're and he's right. been doing this hail run. So before right. this before that he wasn't even wrestling from from August before all the way to April wasn't wrestling even and then before that, that should tell you how that should tell you how relevant yeah. and how important this is because it feels like it's been all year you know in in this crazy year that we've all lived in we feel like oh my god Roman Reigns has been on top all year like I had totally no. blocked out of my mind like blacked that out food? that Baron Corbin was rubbing dog food in his face yeah. like yeah, that they Roman showed up literally right when uh, go ahead Marco every, yeah every SmackDown at, like when SmackDown debuted. Every SmackDown after that, it was literally a dog food match. It was like a dog food yes. on a pole match, a dog food yes. around the ring match, a handcuffed yeah. dog food match. It was like <laughs> that's what he probably took a break from. He's like, I, I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm backing out. It's going to be a Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. That winner, the the winner gets a championship, loser gets a freaking can of dog food again. I'm all done. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, they did everything besides bring back the kennel from hell match. You remember with uh, Al Snow and Boss Man with the steel cage? Oh, Pepper and the dog. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, it, that Baron Corbin stuff. Yeah, that that was horrible. Um, so so Sheen, I'll put you on the spot. So you clearly don't want to see Roman and Goldberg. Who do you want to see if uh, if we can't get the Rock? Who should Roman be facing at WrestleMania? Oh, that is on the spot. Okay. Um. I don't want to say the fiend because I really, I mean, it just doesn't really. We've seen that enough. Yeah. I don't Mark, know. Marco, who are you thinking? Sheena's stunned into silence on this one. Goldberg. No, it's going to oh, be. We've already, um, we've already agreed that that's terrible. No, it's, uh, if it's going to be SmackDown, so it depends on who wins the Royal Rumble, right? Like if Goldberg right. comes back and wins the Royal oh, Rumble. I have my answer. That's inevitable. I have my answer. Um, but I think. I mean, if it's if 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 someone's gonna win the Royal Rumble, they're gonna face Roman Reigns, and it might not be the main event match. Um, I'm thinking Keith Lee. I would love to see Keith Lee uh, since they had that uh, exchange at Survivor Series 
Yeah, they that were the last two participants. Survivor Series. Um, yeah, Survivor Series 2019. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, he had a good showing, uh, him hitting uh, uh, Seth Rollins and then going on to face Roman Reigns and them having that stare down. So, uh, and if you watch that uh, 24, I'm not going to give any more. But, uh, but yeah, definitely uh, Keith Lee, I'd like to see if it's not a main event match, like a mid-card championship match. Yeah, right, I, I think Daniel Bryan. I think I, I would like to see Daniel Bryan oh, yeah. uh, face, face Roman Reigns. Seth is shaking his head. He says no. I just feel like Daniel Bryan's kind of, you know, he's a year past. Since Kofi beat him, I feel like Daniel Bryan's taking a step down. You know, I, I don't yeah. feel like he's the... Is you know I don't feel like he's as big a threat as he's been. I feel like Kofi really that that Mania match, which was a classic. I feel like that kind of took something out of him, and I don't feel like Daniel Bryan's been at that level um, yeah, since losing yeah. that match. I can see. Well, that. that doesn't mean he can't be at that level, <clears throat> right? Well, I want to see like, Seth come back. I still want to see Seth and Roman main event at WrestleMania together. Well, I think that would be awesome. I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't think Seth's coming back for a little while. I think he's. I think he's taking his paternity break. Yeah. I, I mean, he's still got another month and a half before the Rumble. True. But. Imagine if Seth comes back, dedicates it to his new baby daughter. You know, it's just goes full on baby face the way people have always wanted him to be. Like, I think that would be awesome. True, but yeah. I mean, people in the COVID season they just take they just take breaks for undetermined amounts of times. I mean, literally, when's the last time you saw Charlotte? She's supposedly yeah. coming back. Also, <laughs> I mean, World WrestleMania season, people start popping back up. Nobody's missing we, that WrestleMania yeah. payday. You got to think there's other people that could pop up and win the Rumble. You have Goldberg again, and you have Brock Lesnar in the wings. That would be so, big yeah. too. Yeah, so that's the one thing. Roman still doesn't have a clean win over Brock. You know, he saw Seth get the clean win. He saw Drew get a clean win. The only time Roman beat Brock, he had Braun Strowman. Um, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily interference, but Braun Strowman was re- definitely being a big distraction. That's the only time Roman ever beat Brock at SummerSlam 2018. So, yeah, and they got unfinished yeah. business now since Paul Heyman's working with uh with Roman. So that could be kind of cool seeing a heel Roman go up against a babyface Brock. So either way, lots of good options. Roman's such a compelling character right now that there's really no way WWE can go wrong um, unless, you know, in Sheena's eyes, if they bring Goldberg back to fight him at, at Mania. So, <laughs> right. so we'll see what happens. Um, the battle lines are definitely drawn between Sheena and Marco on this, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out over the next few months. So our top story of the week. So we got the announcement the Slammies are coming back for the first time in five years as a network special, but more importantly for the Chick-fil-A show. They haven't had the Slammies in five years? No, the last time they yeah. did them was 2015 when Seth, Seth was hurt? Superstar of the yeah. Year. Yeah, wow. Time, okay. This is the first time we saw Seth after his knee injury. So yeah. they're bringing, and the Slam, they've kind of done that. The Slammies have come and gone through the years. So to me, it's not the Slammies unless it's like how it was in uh, 96 and 97, like a true award show with yeah. all the wrestlers there. In um in tuxedos and stuff, but more importantly for the Chick Fil A show, we're bringing back the Chickies. So this is something that Sheena at first she was just running it just on the Instagram account, and then uh, they did it the first year of the podcast last year. Our beautiful daughter Stella was born December twenty third, so the end of the year was kind of a a little bit of a mess as far as keeping up with wrestling stuff. A good kind of mess, but it was a little bit of a mess as far as keeping up with what's going on. And in then the you wrestling. left the country. So and then like, I left the yeah, country. I was for here six by months, myself so with yeah. two two kids by myself. So yeah, the chickies the chickies didn't happen yeah. last year. But this year we're bringing back the chickies, which is our year end wrestling awards. And for the first time ever, the Foley fam is going to be picking the winners. So the uh, the voting for all the chicky categories is going to go down on the. Facebook, Facebook group. Page. Yeah, the Patreon exclusive Facebook group. So again, that's a dollar a month if you guys want to sign up for that at chickfoleyshow.com. And we're going to be giving out awards for the brand of the year, match of the year, show of the year, wrestler of the year, figure of the year, 
and the moment of the year. So again, um, we'll kick those off in the next week or so. And it's chickfolyshow.com if you want to sign up. And so, yeah, in addition to everything else, we always have a lot of fun, interactive events like this going on uh, on the page. So keep an eye out for the chickies. And without further ado, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figure is where we talk about all the latest news in wrestling figures and collectibles, and we talk about our weekly purchases. This segment is always sponsored by Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Make sure you're using code Chick Foley for 10% off all your purchases at Ringside. Marco, take us away with figure news. Yeah, so uh, much like we just spoke about Ringside, they are actually running a holiday sale They've been running sales like literally every week oh, yeah. since Black Friday. So November and December, they go with them, crazy with the sales there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. End of the year, they, they tend to go crazy. But, yeah, um, a lot of the newer figures are actually on this uh, holiday sale. So you have the uh, Elite WrestleMania uh, 37 is actually on the uh, sale page. If you go there right now, you'll see every single figure on there. So that's uh, Goldberg, Shawn Michaels, China, and Edge. Um a lot of the new uh, basic figures are on sale as well. Um, the Survivor Series figures are too. So yeah, definitely take a look through. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff on there. I know I took advantage of the uh, the Black Friday sale as well as the uh, Black Friday 2.0 sale that they had uh, this past uh, uh, week. So yeah, definitely take a take a look and see. There's a, there's a lot of good things, and you can definitely uh, use our code as well uh, when you're uh, doing that sale too. So definitely take a look, see. Um, did you guys take advantage of this stuff or what did you guys see on there that you'll probably pick up that you didn't uh, before? I browse, but uh, you know, sadly this, you know, this is how obsessed I'm with wrestling figures. There was nothing on there that I needed that I didn't already have, but uh, a lot of good deals. Like you said, I was surprised to see WrestleMania 37 elites and some of the other newer um, elites were up there as part of the sale also. Yeah, no, pretty awesome. Um, moving on to the pre-order. So uh, this happened uh, last week. So elite 84, is up for pre-order right now on ringside. Um, that's with uh, uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, who else? We have Angel Garza, uh, Murphy, uh, the new Murphy with the uh, Disciple Murphy, we should say. Uh, Sheamus. Yeah, I'm surprised we're I getting the, the Disciple uh, Murphy before we get the uh, the Messiah, Seth Rollins. That's pretty wild. Yeah, kind of crazy. I believe the... Maybe, maybe uh, like an ultimate. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you never know. Seth Rollins Ultimate. Uh, they do have Jeff Hardy. Um, he is a, I believe he's the chase because um, they have him as regular version, Jeff Hardy. So right. that uh, they don't have him up for pre-order for the chase yet, but I assume there is going to be a chase. Uh, Sheamus, I believe that's his return, um, his return to the ring uh, on SmackDown yep. earlier this year. And then uh, Roman Reigns. It's just a, so they don't have a, a picture of him. Um, I'm hoping it's the, the new uh, Wreck Everyone and Leave. Roman Reigns, but yeah. we'll see. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm hoping he has the gold like wrist gauntlet and stuff. You know, the gold fist. That, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. And the new teeth. That'd be pretty a, awesome. Comes with a lay. Yeah, new teeth and a lay. <laughs> yeah, big white. You need to have alternate head sandwiches. White teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the shirt has to be off because that's how he is nowadays. So it's an accessory. And I saw an action figure. Action figure attack posted on the WrestleFigs forums today that Angel Garza is going to come 
with the uh, the breakaway the snap track. pants like he had yeah. in NXT when he came out. So that'll be pretty cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, also, uh, up for pre-order, you have Series uh, 115, which is basically the basics, if anything. Um, if anyone's interested in those, Becky Lynch. You have Big E. And you, oh, actually, the Big E is pretty cool. It has the uh, the the water, the kind of the color numbers. Uh, color gear. by numbers, yeah. The color by numbers, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I uh, Braun Strowman, uh, Humberto is in this as well. Yeah, um, he's some Chase and our uh, and our first Tegan Knox. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's a pretty decent series. I mean, even if yeah, you don't have Chase uh, looks nice with the uh, the white and blue gear. Yeah, they both first in line. Yep. Too, so that's pretty awesome. So Tegan, yeah, she's first in line. Um, Humberto was first in line. So I mean, definitely pick those up if if you want their very first figures. Um, that's definitely a, a must have in that sense. Um, other than that, we also have uh, the WWE Showdown Two Pack Series Three pre order um, on ringside as well. I know we we had, we had like a long conversation about how we like to we like the two packs, but um, are you guys interested in this one? Per se, um, it actually no, has uh, the feet, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, uh, there's nobody I actually need out of this set. Ric Flair is pretty awesome. The giant, giant, and Ric Flair. Um, that would be kind of cool. Big show. The only other giant we've gotten was uh, was that one from I think Elite Twenty Three, maybe maybe Elite Twenty One. But yeah, that it is kind of nice. We're getting another giant figure because that was definitely when uh, when the Big Show was at his uh, you know most epic. But um, but yeah, probably passing on these. Yeah, so I'm wondering if since he's called the Giant, I'm wondering if it's the WCW version of of him. That'd be yeah, pretty that's, cool. That's what I'm thinking because him and Ric Flair wrestled at Slamboree. It was either Slamboree or Great American Bash 1996 when he was the champ. Uh, Ric Flair was number one contender, so that's what I'm thinking. Ric Flair should be in his green gear, and then just your standard uh, Giant figure. Yeah, actually, the picture that they have uh, that shows all three it is uh, it is the black ropes. Um, he is wearing the green gear with the yellow boots, uh, Ric Flair, and uh, the giant is the giant with his uh, with his singlet on. So yeah, it's pretty. I, I, that's actually pretty cool that they're doing that. I'm kind of curious to see what the uh, name of the side plates are going to look like for those too as well, because obviously they didn't have those back then. So I'm kind of curious about what the designs going to oh, be. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that for those. Um, other than that, there's uh, enough for the uh, for the ringside stuff. So. We didn't get to talk about this. Uh, I think it was like we we did that short episode uh, during that week. But uh, there's the uh, GameStop exclusive Funko Pop Diamond Collection, Ric Flair. Um, did you guys get to see the picture of this? Yeah, so um, I'm confused about this because it's supposed to be like a Royal Rumble Ric Flair. Or is it just or is the pin supposed to be like? Yeah, I guess I don't get it because the Royal Rumble Ric Flair, he won the winged eagle belt. Is this supposed to be him coming in with like the real world's championship? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he should have had the winged eagle belt on his shoulder instead of the big gold. Yeah, I think I think it's him coming into um, the WWE at that at that, that point because he yeah because he is wearing the red robe and everything like that too. Um, I know there was some people complaining. I had, yeah, I posted yeah, it on our Twitter. Black robe with red boots. Oh yeah, the black yeah, that's right, the black robe with the red boots. But uh, yeah, I, I posted on Twitter, and a lot of people like um, kind of upset that he was getting another Funko Pop. I was like, "What? I mean, it's Ric Flair. He's going to get as many Funko yeah, Pops. He's on the Mount Rushmore wrestling. He's going to yeah. sell. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They that's, what, that's exactly that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, if it's going to sell, they got to do it. And they're like, does it come with the pin? I'm like, yeah, it comes with the the pin as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, 
at that time, I didn't see the, there was no release date yet for it. Um, but I believe it is up for pre-order already on, uh, at our GameStop. So I'm not sure if it's our on, buddy, uh, it. Mike Lanham, good friend of the show. He's our, uh, GameStop whisperer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, then after that, we also yeah, have I the, to pop uh, in really quickly. I was going to say, um, we didn't talk about it, but it wasn't on the format, but the Owen Hart micro brawler dropped today and literally sold out in like, oh, you know, yeah. a couple minutes. Um, it was a pro uh, pro wrestling tees exclusive, obviously, and uh, it's like the. I mean, the first I mean, we could say that's the first Owen figure in what like freaking um, twenty ever, years or so. Yeah, twenty one years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean that like we we got an Owen Hart figure that dropped. We're at least taking today. a step in the right direction, yeah. you know. Maybe maybe Jazzwares could work their magic, and you know we know pro wrestling tees and AEW are, are working hand in hand, so maybe there's hope that we could get Owen Hart released as part of a Legends line with AEW. Um, yeah, yeah, but these micro brawlers are crazy. They they're like they've gone up to like thirty. Like this one was like twenty nine ninety nine, and they I think they only made like two hundred and fifty or five hundred. I can't remember what the exact. I can't imagine what the secondary value is going to be on this. You know, it's the, insane. Yeah, people are going crazy buying some of these Chase micro brawlers and stuff on eBay. So yeah, the uh, I'm I'm glad I I never caught the bug on collecting this because it definitely looks like an expensive time to jump in on those. And I imagine this Owen Hart is going to be sky high. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And I have a yeah, I seen that earlier. I was like, holy crap! And um, they actually put out a statement um, for wrestling tees saying basically like you know, um, you know they although the hearts micro brawl is sold out, but they are working on getting a you like a, they're gonna do like a second version of it not that same exact one but a, yeah a new Owen Hart well, they figure did, and stuff like they're that, actually so. they're, they're expanding they're really going hard on their micro brawlers line because i watched this interview that um they did with uh you know the major brothers and they were talking about like they're they're gonna start making like you know micro brawlers t-shirts and socks and like you know they're gonna yeah. have like a whole micro brawlers like merch line um to include like you know obviously real micro brawlers but yeah they're they're really doubling down on this they're trying to make it i guess like you know the next like funko pop kind of thing you know and another yeah. plug for anybody that hasn't watched it yet definitely check out the pro wrestling tees documentary on youtube oh, you know, so ryan, good yeah ryan really was just you know a wrestling fan who started up this business and obviously it's grown into you know probably the the you know besides the wwe shop they're probably the biggest pro wrestling um retailer there is uh so yeah pretty cool go give that a watch if you got about 35 minutes to yeah spare. they were there was 250 so they made 250 micro brawlers and then they made these limited edition super kick socks with the owen oh, hart micro brawler on. yeah the, the socks and they made oh, there were only 50 pair available of these uh, super kick socks so yeah pretty yeah. freaking crazy yeah see that and they, all the proceeds was... and the proceeds are going to the owen hart foundation that's another cool thing yep, is like all right. the owen hart merch that's on pro wrestling tees it's like the the proceeds go to the to the owen hart foundation yeah, that's a great that's a great part about it that you know where where that where that money's going, which is pretty awesome. Uh, they did have some of those socks available still. Um, that's what they actually mentioned that I'm not, that was earlier, but they could be sold out by now. Uh, yeah, so I'm don't quote sure me on that. Um, but uh, I do have a lot of I do have a few of the micro brawlers, um, only because I have the uh, the pro wrestling crate um, thing. So yeah. you get a, you pretty much get a micro brawler micro brawler or two um, every month. And uh, that's the only way I've been collecting them. And if you think about it, if they are thirty bucks, um, that's probably the cheapest way of doing it because you're getting your micro brawler press again a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So try to save you save you some money there if uh, if you want to start collecting. Um, yeah. You get a little uh, an, an incentive to do so because uh, you get all that extra stuff stuff with it. So that's pretty cool. I have I have I have pretty much quite the collection. My kids want to every time I have them out. I haven't opened them yet. They want to tear them all up and probably 
you know, bite them. And they're really cute. I mean, I, like you said, like I'm, I'm glad that I'm kind of like, you know, on the minimalist train right now. And I'm just like, you know, I'm only collecting the things that like really, really appeal to me because yeah. I feel like if I, if I got my hands on those micro brawlers, like they would, they would make me really itchy. And I would be like, Oh my God, I got to have all of these because they're super, <laughs> super cute. You know what I mean? Um, but now, I mean, with the limited editions, you know, and the major brothers, like doing their like limited drops of, uh, ma- like micro brawlers and stuff, like yeah. I don't even want yeah. to open that can of worms. Cause we're, we're, you know, neck deep and trying to get Hasbro's, which is already, you know, a admission in and of yeah. itself. So I'm not trying to jump into the, into the micro brawler game, but I do enjoy seeing like all the, all the ones that come out. Socks are still in stock right now. I'm actually, uh, contemplating making a live buy here on the air. <laughs> Get them. They're only not, they're nineteen ninety nine. Look, look how mage they are. They got like the the heart like uh, tights print on the along the foot of them, dude. Like, I mean, if there's only fifty made, you know. All right, that's it on the air. We're uh, we're getting them. The Owen Hart socks. Good call, Marco. I would have figured these things sold out right yeah, away. Yeah, right away. Only fifty available. Sweet. Super cute. Too bad we don't have our uh, Aunt Pearls anymore. Those look perfect. Yep. All right. What else we got, Marco? Uh, so we have. Uh, so there's a rumored. Dennis Rodman Funko Pop, but um, from what I've read, it's going to be him and his uh, Chicago Bulls gear. Um, but the the word was basically a lot of people saying, like, obviously when when Mr. T came out with the Funko Pop, um, shortly after they announced that the Elite had SDCC, um, and then obviously now he has a bunch of figures out. So the question is, you guys think this is like a, the beginning of a Dennis Rodman kind of like inching his way into the, the the figure world in that sense. So like they do drop this Funko Pop. Maybe there's an alternate version of him in, a, in the NWO getup. And then maybe from there, there's, um, I'm not sure if he has a deal. He might have a deal with WWE because he did that um, untold. Um, True. So he, he might have one. They they could come out with an elite next year. You never know. Um, is that, you guys think that's kind of like what's going to happen is it starts off with this one and then they see how this does. And then it just, goes on and on kind of like how Mr. T came out of nowhere and now has multiple figures. I hope so. So is this part of the, the NBA Funkos or is it part of the, right? It's not an actual WWE Funko, right? It's part of the NBA series. No, it's just basically like the, the story is like, there's like kind of like, is like his, his gateway into that world. So like they're, they're just going by like how, like I said, Mr. T had a Funko um, at one point and then it just started snowballing and him getting more and more figures and, in different areas and stuff like that. So uh, like, basically like the question is, since this is Dennis Roberts, like for into, into the Funko pop world, do you think we'll see maybe down the line, a, um, a wrestling figure? Cause we do have a Gronk already. We're probably going to get a Pat McAfee at some point. Um, I'm assuming. Um, so the question is Dennis Robin. I think that's one of probably the most sought after figures. If any, the NWO version of Dennis Rodman next to the Hulk Hogan, um, Hollywood Hogan. Oh yeah, figure, that'd be I awesome. I still remember my first day of uh, seventh grade. I was rocking the Dennis Rodman NWO T-shirt to school, man. And I actually have a safe search <laughs> on eBay for Dennis Rodman custom. So I'd be all about it if it came out. Um, there's no reason it shouldn't. I mean, if Gronk gets a figure, I think we need Lawrence Taylor and Dennis Rodman and Mike Tyson need oh, to be yeah. the next three up. Yeah. So I'd be totally cool with every few months sprinkling in a celebrity from the past. Um, so yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd love, obviously, I'd love to see the Funko Pop too because that's really the two lines I collect right now is Mattel and then WWE Funko. So I'd be down for it, especially the Elite. That'd be great, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Uh, so next, uh, last but not least, uh, this is uh, for our friends over in the UK. Um, all the pre-orders for the uh, AEW action rig with the exclusive Cody Rhodes figure oh, yeah. uh, started we shipping. Get the up on the way. I've been watching yeah, the tracking the... every day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that I was that was a uh, that was a blessing. I was like, oh, we're not, I'm not going <laughs> to get it because um, I, yeah. I see the pictures of the Cody figure and how like how different it looks from the the uh, the unrivaled series one. Cody, oh, so I think kinda, it's the best Cody figure we've ever gotten, whether Mattel or AEW. I, I love, you know, maybe besides, you know, Elite 36 Stardust. The Stardust figure is pretty awesome. But uh, but that Cody figure is uh, is awesome, man. You know, it looks way better than, than Series 1. The attire is better, and the overall paint apps are a lot better. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. And big shout-out to Phil Dunnett from the, the Foley fam for grabbing that figure for us. Yeah, Phil hooked it up with that. With that, so uh, I only grabbed it because of the I have the the Kenny Omega with uh, the exclusive Kenny Omega with that with the authentic ring. So uh, definitely have to get the Cody to to match. So that's definitely happening. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout for that. Definitely, I I told him to keep an eye out for any uh, of the uh, the Chase figures because those are popping up over in, uh, at Smiths as well. So uh, he said he'll definitely keep an eye out. If he sees anything over there, no, he'll, uh, he'll he'll notify us. But yeah, that's that's it for uh for the for figure news. Um, as far as pickups go, weekly, uh, yeah. What was your weekly purchases this week? Oh man, um, got the Gronk. Uh, that was on back order. I think it was like on a pre order two or back order two, and I uh, actually got that this past week. So I was pretty stoked about that. Um, I got uh three Warrior figures that I didn't have in my collection. I'm, I'm kind of trying to look at them right now. So is it's the Hall of Champions Warrior? Great figure. Um, Great figure. With the white belt, yeah, with the white, yep. uh, with the white uh, wing eagle. eagle belt. Um, I have the Legends uh, Warrior with the yellow wing eagle, um, as well as the uh, there was a third one. It's escaping me right now. Crap, I can't think. <laughs> oh, it'll come back to me. Um, I, I just lost. I just lost a uh, uh, train of thought there. Um, Don't worry, something... you have plenty, of time, plenty of time to look it up while Seth's doing his weekly purchases. Yeah, I got. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, I, I actually also picked up. Uh, there was a jacket on a chalk line that I picked up during their their Black Friday. Um, it was a uh, Ric Flair. It was like the black and blue. Oh yeah, uh, that thing was robe great. jacket. Yeah. Um, Very it was, nice. Yeah, it was super duper cheap. So all of their all of up. their Ric Flair um, jackets, like their entrance jackets, look so amazing. Like they're just they're, they they nailed it. If once now that they're able to do the sequin, like you know they, oh, yeah. they came out with the sequin, which which I'm kind of really sad and like pissed off at myself for sleeping on that sequin Macho Man jacket because that's like right in my wheelhouse. And now I saw King Coley, uh, our buddy King Coley, wearing it. I'm like, God, that looks so freaking fresh. But now that they're able to do the sequin, I can. Like, how cool is it going to be when they finally do like the Ric Flair with like the sequin, um, you know, flower appliques on the entrance oh, yeah. jacket? Like, that's going to look so freaking awesome. It's going to be the drip. pretty insane. Um, but other than that, uh, it's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. So waiting on a few, uh, a few things shipped already. Oh no, actually, I got the uh, uh, Hollywood Hogan in in the feed. I'm looking at him right now. How can I awesome. totally forget Those about that? Uh, they finally arrived. Um, I've let the feed in. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah, amazing. Actually, that, that figure is 
pretty awesome. Um, it's insane. You, you really can't appreciate uh, it until you get it in belt, hand. The belt's pretty sick. I know we kind of crapped on it when it first came out. <laughs> the belt awesome. um, that it's he awesome had the, the feet. It, it, it's awesome in, as, as a, in figure form, definitely. Uh, the Hogan, can't say any more about that. I think I'm going to kind of do like my uh, some like type of weird head swaps with him and Billy Graham for some reason. Because um, <laughs> they have the bows and all that stuff. So I might do some like kind of weird mashup where they're like, kind of like a tag team or something like that. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it on my side. Well, I'll let you uh, take the next 20, 30 minutes or so, you think? For it your won't be that maybe? long, but I, it, it was a big week for, uh, for for me, though, man. So I picked up uh, Decade of Domination, Beth Phoenix. Uh, prior to this, the Beth Phoenix in our collection oh, awesome. was the Battle Pack 2 that was in the black and gold, but I was able to score uh, the Decade one off eBay for a good price. So the bright green just pops a lot more on the shelf, so that's going to be kind of my... Uh, my standard Beth Phoenix in the collection right now. I'm still searching for Kane that there's only a handful of canes on eBay right now. And that price is sky high. So if anybody comes across a uh, decade of domination Kane, I think they're starting to hit in Cali. Um, you know, definitely hit it up, send us our way. Uh, so we could have a set of the, the tag team belts. We got a second elite 82 Alexa bliss just came in today. So again, those aren't the women's tag team belts. Those are the Womes tag team belts, you know, W O M E H still surprised how that <laughs> got past QA, but it did, but the belts still look good. Aside from that, uh, we picked up chase Keith Lee, who looks excellent. The, the regular Keith Lee in the black and blue is really cool. But if you guys get a chance to get your hands on that gray and pink, it just it pops. Just looks so yeah, good, it man. just, it looks really, really good. So looking forward to getting that thing displayed on the shelf. Really cool figure. Uh, just like you, Marco, we grabbed Ultimate Fiend and Ultimate Hollywood Hogan. Um, to be honest, I really wasn't sold on that Hollywood figure. Like, I I had to get it just because it's Mattel's take on Hollywood Hogan. This is a figure yeah. five years in the making. But I thought, you know, I'm going to get it just so I can compare it to the Storm Collectibles Hollywood in hand. Um, and after seeing them together, I'm keeping the Mattel one. I think I'm going to take the shirt from the Storm Collectibles and because uh, he's got the the black and blue Hollywood shirt. And throw it on the ultimate edition to make a little bit of a mashup, and I think that'll be kind of the uh, the definitive Hollywood Hogan. So um, that was my stuff I got off the internet, and then I discovered a uh, a new store here locally. It's called Yester Toys Seven Five Seven. It's over in Virginia Beach, you know, right next door to Norfolk, where we live at. Um, awesome, awesome vintage toy store. Me and Brett went there last Friday and great store, awesome customer service. You know, everything is laid out really well. Sometimes you go to these vintage toy stores and it's just a freaking hodgepodge. You know, there's shit everywhere. Um, stuff's not really sorted out and you know, the stuff's kind of, you know, I, I think dusty, you know, for lack of a better word, the stuff's just kind of dirty, but the store, you know, super clean is layout. It was like, it looked like just a regular retail store. They just so happened to sell old wrestling figures. It didn't look like a, a glorified pawn shop or something. So shout out to those guys. If you're in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, if you're passing down the East coast, um, definitely check out yester toys, seven, five, seven, and they had great prices. You know, the prices, there was some stuff that was equal to like the going rate on eBay, but there were also a lot of deals and there was no gouging. Sometimes you go to these places and they think they can upcharge you another 25% just because it's there in hand. Prices were very fair and I had a hell of a haul. So I got a retro. Do they have an e- like they have an online store or no? No online store. No, not that I know of, but yeah, you know, yester toys, seven, five, seven is the name. So they're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, got Kevin Owens on card retro. So that was pretty cool. You know, those series one retros are are a little tough to find, but I was able to get series one, um, for a good price. Got Hasbro repo man, Samu. Now this was interesting. I I didn't really think much about it. I saw that they had Samu. So I said, well, let me go ahead and get him. 
uh, I guess Hasbro Fatu is actually a lot tougher to find than Samu. So I'm actually having a hell of a time finding Fatu, and it's really driving my OCD wild, man. Uh, that I have Samu, but no Fatu for the head shrinkers in Hasbro. Are, are you, uh, Mark? I can't remember. You, do you got many Hasbros? Are you into the Hasbros, or are you just strictly Mattel? Uh, strictly Mattel. I only have a couple of Hasbros. Um, yeah, I have a lot of the retros though. Yeah, so I'm trying to track down Hasbro Fatu now because, yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's just bugging the shit out of me that I have Samu with no tag team partner. Got Giant Gonzalez, who is an awesome figure. You awesome. know, even though the guy was kind of so uh, so weak as an actual in-ring character, um, he still stands up as, you know, very, one of the most toyetic wrestlers we've ever had. So so picked up the Giant Gonzalez. I got Kamala, um, Bam Bam Bigelow, and then I picked up the Ringmaster's Bret Hart. So if you guys remember, these were... The uh, they were kind of like little big head figures. They're really just for display. You know, they're kind of Funkos before Funkos, but they had a few of these there in the mid '90s in WWE. And I remember I got Bret Hart for my birthday one year. I actually got the MOC Ringmasters Bret Hart for ten bucks though. So I think Sheena threw up the pictures on the IG. It was a hell of a haul. Um, but but yeah, Yester Toy seven five seven. If you're in Hampton Roads, definitely hit those guys up. And now, without further ado, it is time for quarantine and chill. <laughs> All right, Quarantine and Chills, where we give you guys a recommendation of something to check out while we're all stuck in the house. Um, We could probably change it to Christmas time and chill now because, one, it's so cold outside. And then sometimes, you know, you're at these family events or you have family in town. And sometimes you kind of just need to escape and have some time to yourself. So when you, you know, go sequester yourself off in your bedroom, uh, this is something you can watch. So, Marco, kick us off. What was your pick for this week? Uh, Yeah, so we'll start off with uh, wrestling-related. We kind of talked about this before we started the show. Um, Keith Lee, WWE 24. Uh, it's like, I think it's like 53 minutes long. Um, it's really, it's really good. He starts, it starts off, you know, um, him as a child and, um, him growing up and all that stuff. And it's not just about obviously his wrestling career. It goes through his whole childhood and things like that. Um, and then obviously it transitions into, um, how he started wrestling and who trained him and all that stuff and his journey all the way to NXT, um, it's really good. Definitely watch it. It is, it is emotional. I'm excited um, to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, uh, there is a, there, they do pull at your heartstrings a little bit. Um, especially him, uh, how he speaks and stuff like that. He's obviously you heard him speak. He's very soft spoken and things like that. And I'm, I'm already a softie. It, does, it doesn't take much. I mean, I can cry in like dog food commercials. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the few <laughs> little preview clips I saw, I was like, all right, damn, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get to see his mother and father, um, uh, there as well they they speak about you know she they speak about him as a child and him making the decision to become a wrestler and all that stuff so yeah no it's pretty awesome um the other the other thing too is uh so if if you're on like facebook a lot they have like that facebook tv um and there's a lot of like different channels and stuff like that that they have connected to like comedy central uh, nbc what have you etc cetera, etc cetera. um so sometimes i'll watch like the clips and stuff like that and I totally forgot, if you haven't watched the show when it was on, um, it's super hysterical. Um, have you guys watched Key and Peele when it was on TV, when it was on Comedy Central? I saw, I saw some of like the I saw some of the individual skits on YouTube. I don't think I ever really sat down and watched many yeah. whole episodes. But uh, it, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely recommend watching. Obviously, if you know Jordan Peele, he's now a horror director. Um, right. And with uh, with us and, um, and uh, 
why can't I think of the other movie? Um, why can't I think of his first movie? The heck was it? Get out. It? It was get out. That's it. Yeah. Um, so if you watch like if you watch the show, you can actually see there's a lot of you can. Uh, he he did a lot of the obviously the skits and stuff like that, and a lot of them had a horror element to them, um, which is kind of like funny looking back on on that show. Obviously, it's a comedy show. It's a sketch show, but there were some like really eerie and some scary uh, skits that they had on there that he was a part of. So you get to see like where that started. Cause you're like, what the hell? This guy's a comedian. Why is he making? horror movies now but if you watch that show uh go back you get to see like the transition and stuff like that so definitely pick that up um and before i go if you're a huge comic book fan disney had that uh call today and they just dropped a bomb of disney plus stuff did you guys see this at all yeah it's supposed to be what 10 new marvel tv shows and 10 star wars tv shows yeah, in the next couple yeah. of years yeah, they have, they're uh, trying yeah. to they're trying to capitalize since they're not going to be able to do like their big blockbuster. They were like thinking about how are we going to manage this with no theaters, no no blockbuster movies. Like they're trying to cash in. On and that then they Disney also Plus. dropped that uh, one of Pixar's next big movie is going to be Lightyear. It's going to be a Buzz Did Lightyear you see that? prequel. Yeah, yeah Buzz Lightyear prequel, and uh, the voice mm-hmm. of Buzz Lightyear is Captain America, Chris Evans. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. which is kind of crazy, but uh. Just the Marvel stuff alone, because I'm a huge Marvel fan. Uh, they they dropped a lot of a lot of the movies that are coming out. Um, one of the notable ones, uh, She Hulk, which is pretty awesome. If you guys don't know, I saw that. Yeah, I think uh, they're still in just casting on that right now. Yeah, uh, if you guys don't know the whole thing about the Incredible Hulk, um, Incredible Hulk is owned by Universal, um, the license for Incredible Hulk. So Disney does not own Incredible Hulk at all. Um, he's basically licensed mm-hmm. off to Disney, um, so they cannot make a Hulk movie. Um, you'll never mm. see a Hulk movie unless oh, wow. Universal yeah. gives that up. Um, the only the only Hulk movie in existence that's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now is the Thor, the second Thor movie, or third one, where the Hulk is in it. So, it's kind of a Hulk movie. So they kind of got away with making a Hulk movie um, with him being in it a lot, but still having Thor yeah. in it. So it was kind of like a buddy movie. But yeah, you'll never see a Hulk movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe unless... They do like a deal like Sony has with Spider-Man because Sony owns Spider-Man and they have a deal with with Disney where Spider-Man can appear in all these MCU movies and stuff like that. So uh, that's really interesting. Uh, the other one, the big so one, the, uh, Marco, the uh, yeah. the Edward Norton one that was that was the same kind of deal. They licensed all that from Universal. Yeah, so the Edward Norton one and the one before that uh, weren't. It was just Marvel making the movies. It, Disney didn't own Marvel at the time. Um, Okay. When uh, Disney gotcha. purchased Marvel and all the characters, um, Marvel licensed a lot of their characters out to other companies. So, like, Fox owned, like, Fantastic Four and Daredevil and Punisher, I believe. Um, right. So, like, Disney just went and bought all these, bought everything except for Hulk. Hulk is still, Hulk and Spider Man are still owned by different companies. So, um, hopefully that'll happen someday. We get, like, an actual Marvel cinematic Hulk movie. But the big one, the biggest news I got uh, from that was Black Panther 2. They are not recasting uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, in the movie. Like, um, like a CGI type deal? Or? No, they're not. They're not he's not going to be in it. They're not going to. It's going to be uh, a. Uh, it's going to focus on the characters that were in the first movie. Um, wow. So all the characters that you were introduced to, they're going to be featured in the movie. They're not replacing uh, Chadwick as. Black Panther, but if you read the comics, his sister becomes a Black Panther, so maybe they're going to do that. Okay. Um, do but yeah, he's yeah. So you'll never see a, I'm assuming a male uh, Black Panther in the movies again, which is pretty awesome. Just to like 
Garda's legacy and stuff like that, and where yeah, he played the nice role. Tribute. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. But yeah, that's all. That's all I have for uh, quarantine and chill. Okay, so Marco gave you guys some stuff to watch. I'm gonna give you guys something to listen to. So it's a podcast recommendation. You guys know we're all about the other pods here, and this one is Tom Brown's Body. So it's a true crime podcast. It's about this uh, teenager, high school student, class president in a small town in Texas who. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving on uh, 2016, um, just goes missing out of nowhere. You know, he's out cruising with his friends. Whoa. They part ways for the night, and the next thing you know, he's gone. Um, and then just all the twists and turns that the investigation takes. And, you know, if you're from a small town like me and Sheena are, you can imagine how, um, you know, how involved everyone gets on it and how big a deal it is when something like this happens in a mm-hmm. small town. So it's pretty cool. Um, very interesting. It's by Texas Monthly, who, if you've never had a chance to listen to any of their podcasts, um, definitely recommend it. They do they crank out some really good work, and it's also got some wrestling ties because the guy um, he was a huge WWE mm-hmm. fan, and that was one of the theories that his parents had at first. They thought maybe he took off to go to a wrestling school. You know, he'd always talked about wanting to go to a wrestling school, and his uh, uh-huh. parents didn't really took it seriously. So, yeah, Tom Brown's body is available on pretty much any major podcast platform, and uh, definitely recommend giving it a listen. So that's your quarantine and chill picks for this week. A lot of good choices. Um, MCU movies are always a good binge over the holidays. You know, if you're looking to catch up, that's a ton of content there. And then, yeah, we got Tom Brown's body for the podcast. It's now time for our random merch of the week. All right, Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the dark corners of the internet and eBay to find you guys some wrestling merch that we have never seen before. This segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. We gave them a little bit of a plug earlier on with their micro brawlers and their own heart merch. And remember, you can get all your Chick Foley Show t-shirts there as well. Uh, so yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com. Marco, tell us about our Random Merch this week. Um, so we had the, uh, it's the Hulk Hogan uh, Thunder Mixer. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a blender essentially, um, uh, that Hulk Hogan came out with back in the, uh, was, do you want to say early or mid nineties? It was, I would say. I think it's, it's like 1996, 95. It's, 1996, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely WCW. So at 94 at the earliest, but, but yeah, it looks like this is that mid nineties all the way. We'll, we'll call it 95. Yeah. He was, uh, it, it was when he was out uh, of red and yellow, uh, Hulk Hogan. Yes. It's pre 96 or pre the middle of 96, but it's after 94. So that's definitely WCW Hogan. We're seeing there on the box. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and then it it basically it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a blender so you can mix whatever you want. It kind of, it kind of says that it doesn't say it's kind of like, yeah, there's nothing spectacular about this blender at all. Like literally the packaging is like emblazoned with like Hulk Hogan and you know, all this stuff. The blender's not even red and yellow. It's just a plain blender. It is literally a white blender base with like a clear container. It's all like, you know, one big cylinder and like it has no, like the blender actually has no marketing on it or like no logos on it. Yeah, it's literally just a blender, a generic blender in a Hulk Hogan box. Yeah, wouldn't you have like made it like red and yellow or yeah, yeah. Minimum, yeah, at least red, red, and exactly. red and yellow, throw a Hulkamania logo on there. Exactly. Or, I mean, put Thunder Mixer on it somewhere, you know? Like, it, I mean, you could literally <laughs> just throw, throw any little Breville, you know, in there. And, like, 
it's it's crazy. It's by it's by a company called what Sal- Salton. Salton. Yes, yeah, the Salton mixer, which I'd never even heard of Salton mixers. Yeah, this is pretty yeah, but, uh, yeah. pretty weak. And it says uh the the uh, it gives you like the little the ad for it. it's like the secret is the cyclone action. So uh, it kind of like I think it shows it on the side of the box. It shows like a little like wow. cyclone spinning yeah, <laughs> on the side there. Mania action or something, you know? It's funny. Okay, so here, here from what I'm seeing right here, it's not even a blender. It literally is a mixer. Like you cannot like it doesn't look like it blends ice or anything because there's no blades. It's just got Jesus. it's just got oh, a yeah, little like cyclone. It's just got a little cyclone thing in the bottom. So it's not even it's not even a blender. It is literally you just put fluid in it and like it's like you mix your protein shakes in it. Like it's it's a mixer, not a well, not a blender. Well, it does say it's a, it does mix shakes uh, and drinks. So and it says baby formula, cappuccinos, instant pudding, instant coffee, scrambled eggs. You can put in it as well. Yeah, no, uh, none of that. None of that includes mixing ice. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Here's at all. here's one. Even on the box art, it just shows the little, you know, the the cyclone. Yeah, there. there's no there's no uh, blades on this thing. So yeah, it's it's just meant for mixing only liquids or like you know thick consistency like yogurts and eggs and things like that. This one, I, I found one on Mercari. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's pink. So it's just, I guess it's whatever salt and like whatever extra ones. But they look had. on the box, it's yellow. It's yellow on the box yeah, art. Yeah, the box art. There's a few different versions of this thing. It looks like yeah. So. I'll say this. So this is the 106th episode of the Chick Foley show. Um, the random merch has been a segment on, I'd say, probably 95% of the episodes. This is this thing's definitely random, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably the crappiest product we've ever included yeah. on uh, on random wrestling merch. Not not based on the randomness, just based on the overall quality of the product. Yeah, yeah this one's this one's pretty weak. So for, a Salton, ce- for a celebrity endorsement. Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't know if Salton's still a company or not, but if they are, you guys just need to do better. Yeah. I hope you guys have improved in the last 25 years because this uh, this mixture you guys made, it's pretty weak. Oh, Marco, what about you? You buying this thing? Is this going on somebody? This is like for somebody on the naughty list for Christmas, what they're going to get. <laughs> well, on the, on the side of it, it has like kind of like the diet, like it like breaks it apart. Did you guys see this? So like it, if you look at some of the pictures, it like it shows the side of the box where it kind of like breaks it up into pieces. You can see like how it's built and it does have like a mixing whipping whisk. So there is kind of like a. Like there is kind of like a, it's not a blade or anything like that, Some but it's like, it looks like three little like loops that actually like spin. So there are there is something there. So yeah, that's, what, that's what's nice. making that's what's whipping the air in it. No, you can't. That thing is plastic, I'm Marco. Listen, I'm joking. I, I, I was like, I, I am a blender aficionado here. Like I I take I take pride in my blender. I blend stuff every single day of my life. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and this. This thing is garbage. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this into something that we spoke about before. So would you use this to make it consistent enough for the for the for the uh the coffee uh what do you call it? Colonic the coffee that we're about? Yeah, the coffee. You don't, have, you, yeah. don't, you don't even have to mix that. Like, oh no, the only time you would ever have to like blend your coffee in that way is if you're using some sort of like bulletproof, like you're using sort of brain octane oil or grass fed butter and you want to like emulsify it. That's really the only time you ever got to whip your coffee or blend your coffee like that. Um, but yeah, when you're when you're just putting it in your butt, you just go, <laughs> you just go straight. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, uh, it's just black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, see, black coffee right to the pooper. I'd probably buy this and then I'd whip it and then do the animal. Well, then you'd have because... air, then you would have air bu- you have air bubbles in your coffee and you don't want air bubbles going in your coffee oh, enema. You know that's what I mean? True. You want that's as true. little air in there as possible. What <laughs> if you want to do like a different type of enema, like a what's the other thing? Cappuccino. Just for just for, just for funsies? 
Yeah. Yeah. Marco's in Marco's into some <laughs> some kinky stuff, dude. Well, he's going to take cappuccino scrambled no, eggs joking. in the tutor. I don't think that, <laughs> wow. I don't think that's a, a thing. All right. On that note, let's move to our <laughs> retro wrestling recommendation of the week. All right, the retro wrestling recommendation of the week, where we guys we give you guys a pick from years gone by of a wrestling match to check out. Sheena, who's this one brought to us by? This is brought to us by our friends over at Chalkline, and it is time for our Chalkline check-in. So I'm going to ask the heel husband what Chalkline shorts he is wearing tonight. So heel husband, hit us with it. So I went with a uh, specially curated selection. I'm rocking the Royal Rumble 1997 HBK shorts. These are the red ones with the uh, where the hearts are made to look like the Texas, Texas state flag. flag with the Lone Star. Uh, you know, these were worn by uh, Sean when he won the world championship for the second time, beating Psycho Sid. And this is about a month right before he lost his smile. So, you know, I think if he would have had these chalkline shorts back in 97, I think he would have been able to, uh, you know, keep his smile and give Brett the rematch he was supposed to have at WrestleMania 13. Um, so, and I also made the pick for the, the retro pick this week. And I wanted to try to tie in a couple different influences from the past seven days. So we know we had the Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis strap match at TakeOver. And then we had Sting making his big return on AEW on Wednesday night, or his first interview on AEW on Wednesday. And um, Sting also happens to be in what I think is the best strap match of all time against Vader at Super Brawl 3. So that's the pick for this week. It's an awesome match. Um, if you guys have, you know, if you have watched it, if you haven't watched it before, definitely go check it out on the network. They make great use of the strap. It's a super violent match. You get some blood, um, and it's Sting and Vader when they're both at their peak. You know, Sting, it's uh, 1993. Vader is just a freaking beast running roughshod in WCW. It's for the WCW Championship. And so, yeah, that's Super Bowl three. Watch the whole show, but if you only got about 35 minutes to spare, check out the main event. Marco, you seen this one before? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, it's one of the – yeah, the, you're, you are right. It's definitely one of the, the greatest strap matches ever, and I totally forgot – that we didn't even talk about that match, <laughs> the uh, the Dexter Loomis Cameron Grimes match. We didn't even bring it up during the yeah, uh, it's kind of like glossed over. But it was that was a really good match. <laughs> I'm it was Cameron really awesome. I'm um, on the Cameron Grimes bandwagon. I was really hoping he was going to find a way to sneak out the W. Yeah, no, but I, I was a huge uh, uh, Vader fan, so that's def- that was definitely on my radar. All right, so that wraps up episode 106 of the Chick Foley Show. Sheena, remind the folks where they can find you guys on social media. On Instagram at Chick Foley, and then obviously the MVP Marco Denton is over on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam. I can't encourage you enough to join our Foley fam. Go to chickfoleyshow.com and support us over on Ringside using code Chick Foley for all of your purchases. Marco, you got any closing thoughts for the listeners this week? Yeah, definitely pick up some uh, some t-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees, prowrestlingtees.com slash Chick Foley, and, um, and pick up some shirts. There's definitely some cool uh, uh, designs on there, and uh, there might we be one so of the works. so many in the works, are, too. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's something in the works that uh, that we might have uh, coming out for the uh, for the new year. Um, a little something-something. Yeah, a little something-something. It's, it's a perfect, uh, uh, perfect Christmas gift for the Foley fan member in your life. For sure. Oh, yeah. All right, folks, episode 106 is in the books. See you next week.